Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. Uh, as always, I am the uh, certified cinematic flop Dan Ryan, joined always by my co-host... I'm so dry, Jonathan Kwiatkowski. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are coming at you with the uh, second part of whatever this installment of Sinister Six is. I mm. think it's the third time we've done this? No, dear. It's the... Fourth? Mm, Fifth? Yes. Jesus, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Playing oh, the prices right over there, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are on Sinister Six number five. Mm -hmm. um, as always, we, uh, you know, and as we would have done last week, we, we randomly select three bad movies out of a hat, or one of three well, bad Well, apparently movies out of I a hat. did that wrong because this was a cinema gem we watched last week. Yeah, I, 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 it's, I mean, it, was a, it became a beloved Dan movie. I just so. don't understand how this works, you know? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> We're in the simulation, that's all I'm saying. But there's a chance any number of these could become faves. Yeah, yeah. I guess Congo nothing... was on that level, but... Yeah, there's, there's nothing stopping that from happening. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, I, taking over as host today, I know what's in the bag, Jonathan does not, so mm -hmm. that's, you know, there's a random chance element to it. Yes. Uh, you know, I'll get into the tropes that mine conform to in a moment, but do we have any news, be it anime, life, or video game related to discuss before we begin? I actually do, Dan. Okay. I do have some. Uh, as you know, I returned to the broad way, the great white way yesterday, um, for the first time mm -hmm. since... Well, no, I did go into the city for Dune, but this is the first legitimate show I've seen since October, which I saw six, but I saw that already. Um, I saw two shows, Little Shop of Horrors, which Little Shop I'd rather not talk about. This production was not my favorite. It was more of a little flop. It might have been the matinee showing. It might have been the audience there. Oh, but dear. Hmm. I love Little Shop. It's a comedy. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're aware. Giant plant eats things. Yeah. It convinces someone to feed him. Um, it's a comedic musical. It was just in a little space, like, with 200 people, and the audience was not getting any of the jokes. So it was just dead awkward silence for a very long time. That's never pleasant. No, yeah. and that was my first time at a Broadway, I mean, it was off-Broadway, show that that's ever happened. And I was like, ooh, the cringe is here, mama. <laughs> well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I assume your expectation would be that the audience might be a little more animated because it's a smaller, like... Yes! Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, and it was just, there was some weird sound things going on. I mean, I know a lot of the cast was probably... This goes for every show, out and about with, like, sickness in this day and age. But everyone was there. Um, of course, we're all instructed to wear masks and stuff. I was just like, this was not the way to 
put me back into theater. But luckily, mm-hmm. um, I did... Since March 2020, the week before COVID happened, I've had these tickets for company. I've waited two years. Two years, yes. And it was well worth the wait. It was a a very loving tribute to Sondheim, R.I.P. Sondheim, who passed away. This is his um, last approved physically show that is on Broadway starring Patti LuPone, Katrina Link, and a fantabulous cast of characters. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with company, Stephen Sondheim's uh, um, commentary on turning 35 in New York City. Uh, I just Mm. think it was very well-timed. I took Gabe. Gabe was like, oh, I feel this. And that's kind of like, I think it's a musical for our time period. So maybe if this does get a pro shoot down the line, I would highly advise it because it it was very self-reflecting at like, don't compare yourself to other people going through shit. Um, The set was phenomenal. They had like a minimalistic neon-esque box set Mm -hmm. where they would like move different cubes on for like different apartments. And it was crazy. Like Mm -hmm. I've never seen this done on Broadway. I I didn't know what to expect, but it blew my expectations out of the water. So Broadway's back, baby. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Patti LuPone had a scene where she's in a a mink stole in a club drinking a vodka stinger. It's everything I ever wanted. Yeah. Good. Good. I mean, it seems like a good show for the times that we are in currently. Yes. You and I... Uh, our age group specifically. Um, it sounds fitting. It's mm-hmm. uh, so I'll I'll look into it. Yes, yes. And there's many uh, revivals. I think one stars Neil Patrick Harris. One star stars Raúl Esparza from CSI, SVU, whatever. But uh, this mm-hmm. is interesting as this cast was gender swapped. So Bobby, our main character, is played by a woman this time. Okay. So it was a an interesting take that I've never seen. It was stylistically done. So a high recommend from me. Cool. If you yeah. can find the time and the price to buy a ticket. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But yeah. I'll search. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep an eye. I'll keep a weather eye on the horizon, mm-hmm. as it were, for yes. that. But you? Um. Well. I have been watching a lot of stuff this week. Mm. Um, a lot of it has, uh, well, you know, I I would say a, a decent percentage of it was anime, in fact. Wow. Um, some of which to prep for podcast-related things, mm-hmm. otherwise just working my way through JoJo still. Um, and a few, a handful of other ones that I might approach on the podcast, so I'll leave those uh, vague for the time being. Um, very excited for what we have in store. Very excited for the the coming weeks of of our mm-hmm. of things that we're covering. Uh, yeah, we're gonna bust into February. <laughs> I, I think it'll I think it'll be it'll be it'll be a pretty cool uh, you know exciting for us and for the audience. Yes. Um, but uh, the main thing that I watched this week was uh, they put uh, Eternals up. Yes. Um, and you said I should watch this. I you know I mm. I am pleading with you to watch it. But uh, it, it is um I I don't I don't want to offer too many Reddit takes, but I saw takes on both Reddit and Twitter that I think rightfully compared it to like a Marvelish like inspired by Malik or Kubrick film. Like mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of like shots that feel like they come out of like a space odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um I loved it. Um, I have not been that invested in a more, like, I I was invested in Spider-Man No Way Home for, for, because it's Mm Spider-Man, so that has a much higher baseline, but in terms of, like, an original property that has been introduced, you know, in a superhero sense, I guess, or in, like, a sci-fi sense, uh, the Eternal, like, Eternal's just, like, just, I, I, I loved it. I was hooked. Mm. It's it's two and a half hours, mm. so you gotta you gotta sit down for the well, long. Not with ball. my speed up function. 
but it is... <laughs> I could turn mm, that into an hour. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Oh, yes, I can. Uh, but it, it is just... It has an amazing cast. It has, like... Uh, I think it was the first time that Marvel has had, like, on screen, like, a, a gay couple. Mm. Uh, that was, like, a... Like, he's one of the main characters, and it's 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 not handled, like a stereotype or anything mm. it's, it's it's like it's just there part yeah mm-hmm. it's just you know it, it, and uh Gemma chan is the the main character and she despite not fitting the usual tropes of marvel heroes is you know the main character mm. and her power set is like she can uh she can alter um you know like matter into so there's like all these beautiful scenes where she like like they're in London and a mm-hmm. and a double decker bus tips over and she like touches it and it turns into like uh, rose petals. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the the main like the act the actress who who plays her and the character themselves is deaf, mm-hmm. so she communicates in sign language and the other cast members communicate with her in mm-hmm. sign language. Uh, a lot of people that you would probably recognize, like. Um, <laughs> The kid who was in the Green Knight, who did the, the little uh, the bandit, oh, okay. forest bandit okay. kid, is in it. I know Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek is yes, in it, yes. and and great Angelina Jolie's oh, is oh. <laughs> and is is in it, and she's not like um, she she's not like uh what you would expect from like a big name role in a movie like this. Like mm. she doesn't dwarf the other cast members. She mm-hmm. kind of just like um. It, you know, it, she has her plot. It's effectively done, and yeah, I you know the the two 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 guys from uh, Game of Thrones are in there. Mm. Uh, Kit Harrington, and then the guy who played Rob, and Kit Harrington is teased to become like another character who deals with spooky stuff. Mm. Um, but it's not it's not that heavy with like setting other things up. It's okay. very much a self-contained like So I don't need to get the the coursework done before no. I watch it. If you know that the shit with Thanos happened oh, then, right. then then yeah. like they re- Someone snapped. It. <laughs> yeah, they no, they reference that and um even that's fleeting, but I I just loved it. Mm. I I just thought it was I don't know. I I just I I was kind of like blown away by it. Hmm. I you know I went to see Shang Chi when it came out in theaters mm-hmm. and thoroughly enjoyed that because I'm an anime fan and that was a very anime movie. That yes. was a very like down to them like referencing like like all of the old kung fu movies, doing like all of that shit. That was a very tropey movie, and I enjoyed it. But Eternals was just something special by itself, mm. and I I wholeheartedly recommend it. Mm. Uh, it, it. Ten bandits out of ten. Wow, if, if the highest gotta, honor. If you gotta see achieve. it, but you know, and and I just I feel like because I wanna I wanna emphasize this because it came out to like meh reviews, mm-hmm. like it. You know, like if you go and even if you read the Wikipedia page or the Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, it's like oh this. This superhero blockbuster tries to fly high, and then, you know, and then you had the usual crop of people complaining that there were, like, LGBTQ characters, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, people of color, so, like, the, 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 the usual shitlords doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just think because of all the COVID spikes and everything, it didn't, you know, it did well, mm-hmm. it did, you know, it did respectable box office numbers, but it didn't, like, um, it didn't make a splash. Yeah. And I didn't go see it in theaters because I was just, you know, again, COVID stuff. And then, like, 
like, eh, do I need to? But mm. I kind of wish I had. I kind of wish I had seen it in IMAX. Because it would have been, mm. I would say, a uh, pretty good experience. But I, I wholeheartedly recommend it. Mm. It's well, moved up my tier list. Well, so. then, um, if you recommend me a two and a half hour thing, I'll recommend you a 12 hour and plus thing that's going <laughs> on. Go on, yes. So... Euphoria's back. Mm-hmm. It's been a long while. We took a break. We had a few uh, intermittent COVID specials going on, and it's better than ever, baby. It's the best show on television. HBO Max. Uh, the numbers, astronomical, the people that tuned into this premiere, and mm-hmm. it was well worth the wait. It's the best television premiere I've ever seen in my life, and that's high honors <laughs> for me. Uh, I've seen a lot of TV, and it it just... I would highly recommend it. It's heavy. Um, it deals with a lot of teen issues, but Zendaya's great. All the kid actors are great. They're not afraid to, like, show drugs, nudity, whatever, mm-hmm. to really get you there. Um, and every episode kind of starts with a character's backstory, and it just happened that season two gave me my favorite character, and they really expanded him mm-hmm. um, when they were supposedly going to kill him off in the first season, so I'm glad they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, just very interesting and, like, tens across the board. Um, you'd enjoy it. Watch it. I got Matt Cabrera, who is harping and saying, I'm not going to like this. He said, episode one, he dared to say, when does this get good? But he finished all the episodes yesterday and said, this is art. This is cinema. (laughs) They had to, they have a specific film stock that Kodak didn't make anymore. Kodak remade its entire factory just to make this film stock for Euphoria season two. It's the most beautiful TV I've ever seen. That's interesting. Yes. That, yeah. That... So even if you're not watching for the story or whatever, watch for the art, the cinema, the mise-en-scene. Of course. No, we're yeah. not doom-pilled today. We're, no. we're given good recommendations, I think. Yes. We're given positive... Uh... Well, positive if you... It goes there. Like, oh, oh no, send that to OD like, again? Know, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable right now, mm-hmm. but it it's in a good way. It was fine TV. And it starts with, like, a tribute to The Sopranos because they got Charmaine playing, like, this gangster boss character. Okay. <laughs> and never a more... We want a show about her because she has such a badass backstory. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, really good. Um, um, I've only got one little thing left. Um... I would say I would say you deliver yours first. I got a few more okay. things. But so to go my little first. thing is, of course, we got a Kirby and the Forgotten Land trailer, yes. and Mama, me likey. <laughs> it looks beautiful. Yes, it looks gorgeous. It's two players. Dead could be the one, the dead one, but only local. Only, only local. local. No, 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 no. But <laughs> but uh, who cares? It looks beautiful. It's 3D Kirby. We were going to fantastic lands, giant, grandiose bridges and carnivals and whatnot as Kirby. It looks like the perfect Kirby platformer. Yes. Like I was like watching that trailer. I'm like, oh my god, this is like this is uh, a yeah. this is something here. Yeah. Like all those Kirby haters, they can step out. <laughs> That's yeah. my boy right there. Meta Knight's in there. Mm-hmm. There's like a there's like a coliseum when you rebuild the Waddle D village. Yeah. village yeah. When you finance it, because the one Waddle D with the diploma is like mm, maybe we should uh, yeah. the <laughs> overthrow the rich. Yeah. Waddle D. Yeah. <laughs> so. But it's got everything. It's got capsules. It's got uh, a cute little. Um, uh, squirrel thing that's your partner Kirby's got a gun and they've rated this one for fear and the Kirby lore goes very very dark mm-hmm. and eldritch so I'm worried and enamored by where they're gonna go with this one <laughs> because yeah. this is the first Kirby game that's been rated for fear Oh, I'm there for it. Well, and we got that Gurren Logan reference yes. from the the, uh, the 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 his drill will pierce the heavens mm-hmm. I 
I don't know. It, it just looked so smooth. and, oh, and My pre-order is there. Some may be talking about Elden Ring. I'll be waiting one more month for Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. <laughs> uh, yeah, we gotta, I gotta, I gotta. Gotta get on that, dear. Yeah. Oh, I also um got halfway through Tales of Arise mm-hmm. and I'm only 70 hours in, but they went, oh, here's a second anime opening. So now season two of Tales of Arise has begun. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yes. I, I, it might be one of the things I drop. I don't know. Mm. I, I just, it's not, it's not doing it for me. Mm. I've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians loving it. Guardians of Garhu, yeah, uh, fantastic game. But I, I'm just, I'm having trouble. So when, when Elden Ring comes, I might bump uh, mm. Tales of Arise. Though I am grateful that you passed it along to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, uh, Thirteen Sentinels. I'll play when it comes to the Switch because mm. I. Cersei will remember this, Dan. This old man, <laughs> this old man needs that on like a handheld instead of. Hmm. I need, I need, uh, I need sensory stimulus. In the I room see. I, I need soccer eyes two TV setup hmm. because I can't like. <laughs> that's just what I when it comes to RPGs and things like. I need like, you know. Hmm. I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's a block, but I gotta. I will. I I I very much enjoyed Thirteen Sentinels so far. I just I think it would be more enjoyable if I played it like in portable that kind of setup. to go yeah. in your bed. Um, that's everything I got. My tank is empty. Uh, I got I got a few more we'll things. Continue. Uh, it was because it, it was talk. an eventful week. Uh, you you uh, spoke at length just now about uh, Euphoria. Yes. And quality TV. I'd like to talk about some bad TV. Oh, of course. I saw that as well too. Uh, the, the, Bo- Boba Fett. No, no, no. The animated thing that we forgot to mention. Oh, Bidoof? No, keep thinking. Internet stars, Adult Swim, Complete Binge. Oh, Smiling Friends. Yes. Oh, I, I completely forgot. Yes. Fuck, yeah. The excellence that is Smiling Friends. I completely forgot. That was not on the docket, but no, that was that was perfect. Yes, I watched every episode <laughs> and I want more. It was perfect. No, it was because, and I guess they, they, they threw people off because they said, oh, we're going to do like a 30 minute premiere, mm-hmm. but then they aired the entire, entire season. season. Mm-hmm throughout the night and i just i kept saying like okay please just a few more episodes and then they kept going and mm-hmm. it was it was i loved it yes there was so much shit in there like all of the inside internet jokes mm-hmm. like the they got the number 50 yes. they got that guy yes. they got him to voice himself mm-hmm. there's uh, a lot of new grounds people in there so it's like zach remembering his roots and stuff yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I mean, obviously, Oni himself is in there. Mm. Tomar is the narrator in mm-hmm. the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Lyle is the uh, the toothhead guy. Yes. It's, they're all so Dan's <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet's full now. <laughs> no, it was it, and and it. I I just like the 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 um the when they're in like the the fantasy realm place mm-hmm. and they they have the Rankin Bass Hobbit Hobbit with yeah. them and he's animated like that movie. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the, the Halloween one, where they use the Courage the Cowardly Dog, like... Stop-motion animation, yeah. Yeah, no, it was... It was... Then he gets kicked because, are you doing blackface? No, I'm a literal twig beast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get him! Oh, it was it was perfect. It was, uh... Like, Where's all... my shrimp-rina? <laughs> like, no, I... If her name is Shrimpina, you assume that she's gonna be <laughs> a shrimp. shrimp. Yeah, well, like, yeah. You gotta get your eyes checked. checked. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, like, vote for uh, Smormu to join the cast. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they showed, like, the, the breakdown mm-hmm. by state. Like, Smormu lost the popular vote, but won electoral. Mm-hmm. So he's like... <laughs> I can't believe Mr. Frog said that on the air. Yeah. <laughs> the Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Glep, his bad boy image will sell this brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's... 
Oh, it was so good. Yes. It was, it was, it was so good. Um, yeah, I just, I want more of it mm. very much so. Yep. Uh, so from good TV to bad TV. <laughs> yes, uh, The Book of Boba Fett. Mm, uh, a Star Wars property Dan Ryan doesn't enjoy. No, 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 well, it's not that I don't enjoy it, but uh, it was... Um, You're free to speak, Dan. It's a safe space. No, I know. George Lucas is well, gonna come out and slap you. I don't want to shit talk the property. I, I, I want to shit talk Everyone the, else the capacity. Has. Yes, well, yeah. <laughs> Um, I bring it up because there's probably been a lot of clowning uh, on it this week, and rightfully so, I would think. Um, but not for not for necessarily the reasons that I think a lot of people have clowned on it, but... Um, so, th- the show has been very much like a slow burn so far. Like, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, for whatever reason, it seems like a very small plot stretched over, like, six or seven episodes... And we're on episode three now, and nothing has really happened. Mm. I love Boba Fett. You know he is one of my patron saints. I I cannot cannot emphasize that That's why you have that Boba Fett candle with you at all times. Yes, uh, (laughs) you know, and Tamora Morrison is is great, as always, and, like, it's clearly something he cares about doing. But, like, in terms of what they've done so far, it's been him and his assassin friend, played by uh, Ming-Na Wen, Mm. who is also fantastic. And also care, you know, seems to care a lot about the role. Um, it's just them walking between two sets, saying things. Mm. There's a brief confrontation, and they walk back to the other set. Yeah. And this past ep- week's episode, it was directed by Robert Rodriguez, who mm-hmm. has directed Spy Kids, Spy Kids, uh, Rain on Me music video, Lady Gaga, <laughs> um, and. The touch of his style, I guess, in there is that it introduces, I, I, I messaged you, it introduces a, gr- a group of cyberpunk street toughs. Wow. Um, and n- now, now some of the hardliners on the internet are mad because they have colorful scooters. Wow. Uh, this, the, they have a red, blue, yellow, and green scooter because they're like, again, they're street toughs, mm-hmm. they're trying to stand out. Like, I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I mean, um, you've seen enough Super Sentai to know that that's how Dan functions. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I, if, yeah, I encourage that. I argue for yeah. that. Is my he poli- thinks every household needs a, a differently colored bike. <laughs> yes. No, that is my political stance. Yeah. I would have everything be five colors mm-hmm. and then a six color later. Like, that's, yeah. that's what I, that's how I do. So yeah. I don't have a problem with that. That's what you're running on. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the main thing of the episode is that the street toughs engage in a laughably slow speed car chase. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it's because of the way that it was filmed or just because of the, uh, I don't know, limits on, on how they, uh, like they, they film a lot of these Star Wars shows and I think some of the MCU ones with this thing called, uh, the volume mm-hmm. and it's like a, a circular platform that projects the setting like around oh, the people. Okay. I've um, never it, heard of this before. <laughs> it was, it was made for the Mandalorian. It's mm-hmm. very innovative. Uh, mm-hmm. When you like, when it's used properly, it can it can lead to like very well done. But used uh, for evil, and <laughs> um, but they did this this car chase through the streets of uh, Mos Espa, which is a um, you know a city on Tatooine. So it's very cramped. It's like in a like you know it's the same. It's like the foot chase in Aladdin, but they're trying <laughs> to do that on a car. Mm. Uh, so the car is snaking through these very narrow streets. And the, the street toughs are chasing it very slowly mm. on scooters. And, like, it keeps cutting back, like, this is very intense. 
but it is very slow. It mm. is like awkwardly. Where else in the franchise have we had a slow speed chase? <laughs> hey now, mm. hey now. Okay, <laughs> do I dare? <laughs> um, that's completely different. But uh. <laughs> but it was it was very strange. It was uh, some shoddy effects in parts. Like people have uh, have uh, you know. Even without going back and obsessively watching it, people noticed that in certain parts of, like, the chase scene, it would, the camera would cut over and you would see the plywood holding up the sides uh, of the set. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one part that I noticed when I was watching the first time through where the, uh, one of the, like, a Wookiee character runs off into the desert, but you can see him, like, stop when he reaches the end of the, mm-hmm. the plywood. Yeah platform yeah, thing take a step and tumble without cutting <laughs> mm-hmm. um and i'm like okay you got robert rodriguez there was no like i don't know if there was like a set time this had to be out but like i think robert rodriguez can do a little bit better than what was shown here like i think he can especially, all the rodriguez heads are gonna come after you dad especially <laughs> someone who's like worked in cgi heavy things before. yes that's like, kind of his main thing yeah. so like yeah. i i would think he would know how to like i mean do action. is it good cgi no but it wasn't it was, it was at a different the time at least it was like fast paced yes. and yes. this was very bizarre and um i don't know i i'm still interested in it i'm still you know i i'm obviously there for it but it was uh it's a very weird experience. It left a it left a strange taste in my mouth. Mm. Uh, yeah, just 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 clean it up, guys. Clean mm-hmm. clean it up a little bit. Dan Ryan says, "Clean it up." Uh, yeah, put that on a put that on a red bubble shirt and yeah. we'll, uh, print that. Um, It'd be like therapist Joe from Blind Date, but Dan Ryan instead. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that's a good. I'm telling you, I was in the, the depression the... of TV this week, so <laughs> I went to some dark places, Dan. Therapist Joe says Italians are from Italy. <laughs> the more you yeah, know. It, yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. Um, and then I also watched Jungle Cruise, and that was also a bad Oof. movie. So. Oof. I've heard bad things. I haven't dared yet, Dad. Uh, that was that was a pretty bad movie. That was Yikes. I mean, if I had to if I had to rank it, it was it was probably a little worse than uh than uh, Book of Boba Fett. Um oh. it was uh, <laughs> it, it was um they put Not a lot good. of money into that movie. They did. Yikes. Uh, they they put a shitload of money into it. Um, you can tell that it was it's supposed to be one of those like 3D IMAX movies because there's a lot of like yeah. the spy again coming full circle yeah. to the spy. The kids boat 3D. is shaking. Whoa. Well, but also like where you know like things project towards the camera. Okay. It was like whoa because yeah. you know the the dads are gonna like spill their popcorn because mm-hmm. something's popping out of the screen. Yep. Um, a lot of those moments. A lot of terrible dialogue. Uh, a lot of, um... The plot goes nowhere. It tries to do, like, a Pirates of the Caribbean thing mm-hmm. with, um... Some, like, uh, Conquistador guys, but it doesn't really... Go anywhere. Doesn't really go anywhere. Um, like... it. Like, I don't know. Like, in terms of, uh... On the scale of, of how, um... Movies would like to be, uh, I guess, uh, progressive or, or be progressive... Mm. Like, you have something like The Eternals that, that does it well, um, and then you you have, like, Jungle Cruise, which uh, Emily Blunt's character wears pants, um, mm-hmm. so then for the entire movie, uh, The Rock refers to her as pants, um, oh. like, and every other scene, 
you have another character referencing the fact that she's wearing pants. Mm -hmm. And that's, and I shit you, like, that's like, that that's like a, like a recur, like every scene, Mm. there is a character acknowledging that she is wearing pants. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Wow. Um, uh, Such development, how far we've come. uh, (laughs) And on a similar note, there is a character who is canonically gay, Mm -hmm. but when he he ex- because it's it's a it's a big budget Disney movie. They can't say it. They can't say it. No, no, so no. he says to the Rock, like, "I was supposed to marry a lady, but my heart lies elsewhere." Hmm. And then Rock is so like, they "Dumbledore us, did they?" Yes. Uh, and then the Rock, <laughs> see, the Rock's character seemingly goes, "Yes, elsewhere. I'm cool with that." Oh, okay. To to establish that. That despite being a a hard scrabble other markets man, would be <laughs> um, hard scrabble boatman, mm. he he is good, I guess. And, and then it, it's extremely awkward. Nothing comes of it, mm. but it's just like, and then he conforms to a lot of stereotypes. Mm. So it's it's I, I I don't know. And then and then they do the you know, I don't know. There's, there's just like, when you, when you, if you give fuel to the people who complain about this shit online, it's like, again, like Emily Blunt's character has the pants thing. Yes. Pants. But then they put her in like Kira Knightley fan service scenes uh. where she like has to strip down to the 1920s like bloomers because mm-hmm. they still have to get that in there. But then the rest of the movie is like, she's wearing pants, but then they still have to get her half naked for another part. So it's like, it's just all over the fucking place. And it's like, I'm like, why? Like, why did this movie have to, why did Jungle Cruise need a, a bloomer girl? (laughs) But like, and then, and then there's this whole thing where they try to, because the Jungle Cruise ride uh, if Grant were here, he could provide some wisdom about yes. it. If Grant were here, he could uh, go into this. But the Jungle Cruise ride has always gotten criticism because it had a very stereotypical portrayal of tribal people mm. in in the like you know uh, in the in the jungle around the boat. So this movie tries to sidestep that by having those like the the characters that fill that role be just locals that the rock is paying to look like mm. stereotypical tribesmen um but then the backstory of the movie has stereotypical magic Oof. tribesmen in it so it's not like they subverted anything they no. didn't like they still have like they just a, moved it elsewhere like yeah they just they just moved it to like the past of the movie mm-hmm. um and I, I don't know it it's just it's just like it's trying to do so many things mm, disney tone deaf there's there's mm. like a there's like a there's like a villain <laughs> who is he's played by someone who's not James Corden. It's thank, not it's not James Corden, but it's a guy. It's like it's like dollar store James, James Corden. Corden. Yeah, and he's playing James you know, Gordon. He he is <laughs> no Jim yeah, Gordon. <laughs> yeah, Jim Gordon. He's and he, and he's playing what is supposed to be like a Indiana Jones Nazi villain. He's yes. like a pre World War Two, like beta nazi who is like i'm going to find this fountain of youth thing to mm-hmm. to live forever and then i'll be the i'll be the chancellor whatever yeah um and he he is very ineffectual uh he looks like james corden so when he's doing all of these like slick 
like alpha like dangerous stunts and everything it's like okay i i don't i don't kind of buy this like mm. he's he's not the muscle of his like he doesn't but he doesn't have like none of his henchmen get any development so it has mm. to be him um it's just it's just very weird like he does this whole thing where he like one man armies an entire room of other like guys who are trying to stop him mm. and I don't know, it's just, I don't know what purpose he's supposed to serve in there. He's just like, he's the villain, and, and honest to God, I thought for, because at one point he kidnaps the, the, the brother, who is the one who was established to be the gay character, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh no, are they, is he gonna get with the Nazi? Mm-hmm. It's like, is that how they're going to do this? Mm-hmm. Is that, is, is that like, is that what Disney has decided to take? Like, they're gonna put these two in the submarine together, and then it's gonna be like, the brother is going to win over the Nazi, and then mm-hmm. that'll be the Nazis have like. And I'm like, they didn't, they didn't. Mm-hmm. But I, but the fact that I had worried, that thought yeah. <laughs> for a second, I'm like, oh no, yeah. like these two were having cordial conversations, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, are they? Mm-hmm. And and it was just, it it was a, uh, it was a trip. It was a, it was a, it was a jungle trip. <laughs> it was a jungle cruise of your own, dear. But it was a bad movie. <laughs> it's a very bad movie. Wow, this is so. the most negative I've ever heard you be about anything, Dan. So, I don't know. You must watch have been it, pissed. <laughs> watch it for, for LARPs, but don't pay to see it. Oh, uh, I won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't planning on it, Dan. It was, uh... Now, what ride do we do next? Space Mountain? <laughs> well, unironically, aren't... Because we're because yeah, there's a ride, to, the haunted yeah. mansion, right? Yeah, we're supposed to get another haunted yeah. mansion soon, right? Yeah. That's that's another thing that well, has Guillermo's been, it, that's been dead, but I think someone else took it over. Yeah, so we'll get Space Mountain. We'll get um, it's a it's small, a small world, world. Uh, after. Yep, yep. I I I just they need to stop, <laughs> <laughs> but they won't, Dan. They won't ever stop. The horses will be dead in the ground. They need to stop. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Mm. Those the I'm sorry if I went on too long. No, a it's fine. With that one. Yeah, uh, but uh, I had no tangent prepared, so it's perfect. But the theme of today is bad movies. So yes, so I you suffered. Would... Let's suffer again, shall we? Oh wait, I, is it I my just... turn to suffer? I don't know. <laughs> it was just. It was just one of those things. Uh, like I, like I don't know. I was like texting stuff to my brother as I was watching it, mm-hmm. and I was like. You know, I was like, oh, they're doing one of these scenes right now. What do you think The Rock is going to say? And then he was able to send me the exact dialogue that came after because it was just like... That predictable. Like, yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't know. But but again, bad movies, it's all in the same spirit. Yes. So we, uh, you know. Um, no tangent for today. No. Um, the Pokemon art is coming. Mm. Uh, so it's Christmas, Dan. I have been a, uh, <laughs> a, a a busy bee with that art lately. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot of it done. Business is booming, even though I'm not making money from any of it. No. So, uh, but those are all almost ready to go. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. So, um, to Sinister Six. Yes, we have. Uh, you know, you have your classy, sassy, and trashy <laughs> things. Yes, uh, I. Try to keep mine to uh, sci-fi, adventure, and uh, thriller and or crime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think these movies also fill uh, second categories. Mm. Um, comically bad, uh, innocently stupid, <laughs> and then very boring. Uh, mm. So th- th- this is this pot is distinct in that you know it can fit both of those molds. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So there is only one left from the original, the original pot. The original pot. <laughs> it's been ten picks. Will it's, it stay in there longer? It's been, it's been bubbling and festering. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's been just rotting away. Um, but you know, uh, again, and I and I think that's generally how um, this could go. Depending on what you pull, this could be this could be like a a pleasant viewing. This could be a laughably bad viewing, um, or it could be very very boring. Yeah. Um, but we will see. So, if without further ado, All right. select the sinister six. Let's see, I'm presented with the bag and I'm shuffling around. Mm. There's no good option. So, All right, I'm unfurling the paper, reading dance neat handwriting. Oh my gosh, I can't pronounce this word. Codename Love Omegahedron. Okay, okay. <laughs> let me let me Uh-oh. prep that up. I didn't like okay. that sigh. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, you picked the boring one, but uh, it, it, I mean, it, it could it could very well be um, fun an interesting time. viewing. Yeah, perhaps. you know, we thought <laughs> Baby Jane was going one way, and then Dan zagged on me. So perhaps I'll pull a Dan Ryan this time. This might need you to vamp for a second. Oh, like well, how's up. everyone doing? Are you drinking enough water today? <laughs> you should. You <laughs> yeah, gotta stay hydrated. You gotta stay hydrated. It's in the dry months. Hmm. Such neat handwriting, Dan. Okay. We'll teach that. So, um, <laughs> I do not have the physical media of this one. Oh boy! Because I just did not bother. Uh, <laughs> the other two, the other two, I pulled from the depths of whatever Amazon warehouse they were in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, it's on HBO Max, so it doesn't matter. Of course. Um, but we are watching Supergirl from 1984. Oh, I've heard of this in passing. It is a superhero property. I've never. Sat or give it the time of day, Dan. <laughs> well, um, I do not know a ton about Supergirl herself, but I know the gist of her character from, like, the Justice League animated series mm-hmm. and from other movies and comics that I've, I've like, read or watched. Um, the gist is generally that Supergirl is Superman's cousin. Ah. Um, literally, uh, like, the however the household system works on Krypton, <laughs> she is uh, his cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, she is technically his older cousin, but due usually to some kind of time-space shenanigans. She appears younger than him. Yes, mm. uh, and you can, you can get into those tropes, mm. but um, usually it's just that uh, she arrives, she's sent out before... Um, Kal-El or Superman um, or sometimes immediately after him like Superman's uncle is like okay you're you're you know uh, Jor-El is doing this I'm going to send you on like you know after him or before him to just watch over him make sure he's okay Mm -hmm. Jor-El doesn't know that I'm doing this you know, and, but then in other other versions she has another origin it's always it always comes back to Krypton it always comes back to like you know, um, uh, you know, uh, the Superman I, plot. The, yeah, yeah, like, and sometimes the 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 city thing that is introduced in this movie is part of her background story. Sometimes it isn't, uh, but she has been done. You know, the Supergirl character has become like as much of a mainstay, I think, as her as the man counterpart. Yeah, now, I mean, um, not as much as Crypto, the Superdog, but no, no. Um, <laughs> But, you know, for reference, like, she was introduced in Smallville. Uh, that's um, why Dan Ryan knows about this. <laughs> well, I do, because I love... I know I, you love Smallville. It was a trash fire of a show, mm. but I enjoyed it. it I should was have predated the CW, um, <laughs> what it became. And, and it, uh, so she was introduced on that. She was also, um... I mean, her character was notable on that because... 
I think that was concurrent with when the Justice League cartoon was airing, and in both of those shows, she is much more um, of, like, a uh, direct action person instead of, as opposed to Superman. Like, in Smallville, she's much more comfortable with her powers. Mm. She flies before Clark does. She figures things out much faster than, you know, and she's more assertive than him Mm. um and then in the justice league show and the the superman animated series it's also very similar like she tends to be the one she tends to be like the luffy character who charges in first Mm -hmm. um and takes initiative uh that is not on display in this movie Uh. um so this was released in 1984 Mm -hmm. and this is technically the fourth film in the superman film franchise which was starring Christopher uh, Reeves, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, It is set after the events of Superman 3. It is a spinoff of those movies, and it references them, but they were not able to get Christopher Reeves to show up for this. That was a a big thing, was that they desperately wanted him to to do that, but he did not. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, had his priorities. And and things fell apart for this movie because of that. Mm. Um, but the cast that we do have is Helen Slater as Kara Zor-El slash Supergirl, uh, Faye Dunaway as oh, Selina. Oh my. Um, Peter O'Toole as Zaltar, uh, Hart Peter Bochner. O'Toole? Peter O'Toole <laughs> as Ethan, Mia Farrow as Alora Inze. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm trying to think who else is referenced. Uh, Mark McClure reprises his role as Jimmy Olsen from, uh, you know, the other superman movies okay so they had a few tie-ins just not the main super guy (laughs) yeah yeah well yeah no that was it Mm. um and a few other people who are just kind of like uh you know background characters um christopher reeve was slated to have a cameo uh but he bowed out early on Mm. his uh his non-appearance in the film is explained by a news broadcast stating that superman has left earth on a peace-seeking mission to a distant galaxy that is never that's good at least he's uh seeking peace poochie died (laughs) back back to his his planet. planet yep um so uh yeah, and and looking back on it, the director uh, Jeannot Schwarz, uh, Schwark, I'm gonna mispronounce that, said that Reeves' involvement in this film would have certainly boosted the film's credibility. Mm. Um, and he really wishes that Reeves had made a contribution. <laughs> well, if wishes and butts were candies and nuts, uh, yeah. Dan, Superman would be in this boy. movie. <laughs> um, Superman would be in this fucking movie. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I think the best they could do was that a publicity photo of him shows wow. up in the movie. Um, but again, this movie, because of that, was kind of doomed from the beginning. Um, Demi Moore auditioned, but she uh, bowed out. Uh, again, Mark McClure came back. Um, he's the only one to appear in all of the Superman uh, movies. Um, so, yeah, this was kind of the, the ability to make this movie... Was, uh, you know, because when they, they got the, when the original production company got the rights to make Superman, they got all of his tertiary characters with him, similar Mm -hmm. to Sony and Spider-Man. Um, so uh, they were originally going to have Supergirl show up in Superman 3, uh, in the plot line that would have set up this film, but the character was ultimately removed. Mm -hmm. And I would argue Superman 3 could have benefited from that because Superman 3 is a, not a, not a great movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. that is the one where... He teams up with Richard Pryor mm-hmm. to stop a very, very ineffectual supercomputer from doing something. Mm. But it is it it it's a bad movie. Okay. Um, well, Dan is a Superman stan. 
I am. Is allowed to say these things. Um, but, uh, you know, after the critical disappointment of that film, uh, the Salkins opted to use the Supergirl movie to freshen up the franchise. Um, uh, Salkin's son, again, the Salkins were the ones who owned the rights, uh, said it was, it was something different to an extent. I thought it was a very different area to explore. Uh, originally, the plot was going to center around Supergirl rescuing Superman, um, but it was heavily rewritten after Reeves chose not to uh, mm-hmm. be involved. Um, the producers attempted and failed to get the services of Richard Lester, who had directed Superman 3 and had completed the second film after the dismissal of Richard Donner, um, but he turned it down. Uh, Robert Wise turned down the film. Who didn't turn it down? Um, well, finally, French filmmaker Jeannot Schwartz. Of course. Um, Renowned so, French filmmaker. Uh, he uh, he was best known at the time for his work in television and for directing Jaws 2. Oh, well, I you know what I love? Jaws 2. I think it gets a lot... <laughs> I think it gets a lot of flack. Okay. I think it's a fun little sequel, even though it... it it sends that Jaws cannon on a, a clusterfuck of a ride. Well, there might be a red string of fate in here. I don't right. know. Who knows? I do like Jaws too. Um, hundreds of actresses uh, tested for the role of Supergirl slash Linda. Um, again, Demi Moore and Brooke Shields were among them. Call me back um, when it's Superwoman. <laughs> but they were uh, rejected, and instead they signed Helen Slater, who was paid $75,000 in a three-picture deal. Wow. Obviously, the other two pictures were not, not made. made so. Um so she Slater went through four months of physical training to prepare for the role, um, and uh, another perhaps fave of yours, Dolly Parton, uh, turned fave down, of everyone. Dan, she was offered the role of Selena first. Uh, before now that would have made the movie okay, but you're gonna see why. All right, why this character was probably you know mm. so. Uh, if Dolly says no, then. Uh... But uh, then Selena was offered to Dunaway. Uh, it was filmed at Pinewood Studios in London. Um, and let's see here. Uh, there's a copyright revision of Warner Bros. Um, the uh, yeah, I think the only other thing was that they pushed back the release date from the summer into the holiday season. <laughs> so it's a Christmas um, movie. But I think there was also a lot of. Yeah, uh, Warner Bros. did, you know, oversaw the production, the final cut of the film, because mm. they, uh, you know, had, uh, yeah. So, so uh, it's confusing, <laughs> because the Sulkins, uh, who owned the rights, financed this film completely on their own, mm. and I think it shows. Yeah. Um, but it was overseen by Warner Brothers, but they did not give any money to it. So hmm. it is, it is confusing, but I, that was the situation. I think, I think you're going to see it. Um, so, uh, critical reviews in the United States were very poor. Uh, it is widely considered to be a box office bomb, having only made, uh, $14.3 million, um, against a much more substantial budget. Mm. It currently holds a 9% approval rating Oof. on Rotten Tomatoes, um, and, uh, many of the reviews are harshly negative, mm. with, uh, Dunaway's exceedingly campy performance <laughs> especially reviled. Mm. I mean, that sounds like a glowing <laughs> review to me. <laughs> um... I the only other legacy that uh, okay they were nominated for a bunch of Razzies, um, but uh, Helen Slater did go on to portray Alara 
um, L in the Smallville TV series. Oh. Like she played. Uh, you looked she, at me as if I'm supposed to know who that is. Uh, no, no, I'll explain. She <laughs> she plays Superman's biological mother okay. in that show, and then she also went on to play the adopted mother of the titular character in the Supergirl, the much more successful mm-hmm. Supergirl series that has been airing on the CW. Okay, um, which although those CW shows are a a a dark and dreary place <laughs> mm-hmm. uh i think a lot of people liked the supergirl show mm-hmm. um it seemed to have the most charm out of all of them and not have like the disastrous look of the flash show <laughs> and everything else so um yeah so why did i add this to the pot i was gonna ask because uh, i'm pretty sure it's a bad movie you're, you're po- pretty sure i'm pretty sure it's a bad movie um you just the, need me to confirm that the red letter media guys watched it Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it wasn't an episode where they were spotlighting it or anything, so they, they kind of gloss over, like, a few of the things that I think we're going to, you know, have to spend the most time picking apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they, um, emphasized what I emphasized as a, as a child. Um, I loved the Superman films, mm-hmm. obviously, those Christopher Reeves Superman movies were some of my earliest movie memories. Mm-hmm. They will always hold a special place in my heart accordingly um but i remember as young dan i put supergirl on and i was so bored that i turned it off and i never finished it you never went back to this day i never finished it well um so that will be today today i will finish it um Mm. but i i'm assuming because of the you know the fact that it was chosen for that red letter media thing and just um the potential for a lot of camp and a lot of tedium I think this deserved a spot in our Sinister Six lineup. Well, <laughs> so. A prestigious spot, yeah. The greatest <laughs> we could do for it. Uh, in terms of uh, Cringe Corner, where mm-hmm. we showcase a particularly bad element of the movie, um, I-, I-, I think, again, it was something that the Red Letter Media guys emphasized, but uh, I-, I think the the crux of like Faye Dunaway's villainous plan... Mm-hmm. She's got to get the Omega Hedron. She's got to. Well, I like hope a, she's giving us Mommy Dearest. <laughs> she's got to, you know, do some Doomsday stuff. Yeah. But her plan is um, kind of thrown aside for a little bit because mm. she falls in love with a man. Wow. So that is, uh, she is distracted from her world conquering scheme uh, because she wants a dude that Supergirl is also mm. uh, going after. A nice so, love triangle. Um, hence the code name. Um, but but yeah. I don't know what else to say. I yeah. don't have any snappy lines. I to have nothing aside. to give you, Dan. <laughs> so. so I mean, I was gonna, I was trying to think of a pun. Like, is it progressive? No, it's soup or girl. I mean, I couldn't think of anything, Dan. I was struggling. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say that. Uh, you know, I, I, I would think that. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. I'm trying to make a kryptonite joke. I, I was gonna to say, is this your film kryptonite? I don't, I don't know. But it's not even that. I, I think it's just, uh, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I have nothing. There is nothing to say about this movie. <laughs> Just cut.
All right, um, we're back, folks, um, and <laughs> I gotta preface this with a few things. Um, in terms of Sinister Six picks, um, this was not a priority. I would not mentally classify it as a priority. I, I put this in there because it's like, okay, this is a this is a somewhat you know known, but not even really. It's it's you know. It's been discussed on the internet as a bad movie, so it makes sense to put in the pot. Like, there was a, there was another one in the pot that I was really excited uh, if Jonathan would pick it. Another one that could have I thought was worth a few larfs, but I, again, having not viewed this since I was a child, uh, wasn't sure what the end result would be. Um, but Supergirl has perhaps uh, been the most enlightening, terrifying, hilarious, painful experience that we have ever gone through on this podcast together. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm speechless, Dad. I think this is the greatest film that's ever been made, and you did it again, Dan. That's all I could say. Yeah, well, this was completely on accident. This was put in there. I did not know what the end result was going to be, and it paid off. It paid dividends. It I, paid more than I could ever hope. So. I can honestly think of a time where I was more glued to my seat watching a film yeah. unfold before me. Yeah. And and it is it is <laughs> I I mean I I would say it's probably one of the funniest uh, viewings that we've had. I don't um in the context of like being a person in the 80s watching this, I would think unless you were like a Faye Dunaway fan, you might not come away, but but we in the present day yes um can watch this through a different lens and uh it, it was just a it was just a joy throughout <laughs> so. it was a joy it was terrible horrible wonderful <laughs> everything i could I, ask for it more and again like this was not this was not put into the mix because this was this was like the underdog in mm. terms of sinister six picks i thought this was going to be okay a uh, shitty sci-fi movie I'll put in there. I would and not describe it, it, this movie as boring. No. So. <laughs> um, well, okay. Well, uh, there are stretches to... where nothing happens, but even then it's exciting. Yeah, like, well, okay. <laughs> Certainly, young me would find, like, the first 30 minutes boring, and that's probably where I checked out. Mm -hmm. But I, for the better, because I had no idea what this had in store beyond that point, so... As soon as that Popeye's product placement hits, then the movie gets going. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's when you, it's like you're in a fever dream, and yeah. then it doesn't, it doesn't stop from no. that point on. No. And that's like the dead center of the movie, I think. <laughs> Odd enough, yes. That's the turning point <laughs> of the film. Uh, so yeah, I... I mean, we should get into it. Um, I took, just so you know, more notes than I've ever taken on anything I've ever watched before. Yeah, We no. need to capture every detail, because no one's going to believe this is a real movie. No, no, and that's, I mean, that does, uh, to, to, to Jonathan's credit, I mean, this 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 has notes on, you know, rivaling It's a Wonderful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, it, it, it was, um, it, that's how you know it's magic. Oh my um, gosh, and, it, like, <laughs> I don't know what to say, Dan, I'm just stunned. No. Speechless. Well, okay, but like, okay, when we, when we left the listeners, I had no jokes to make because I I thought this was going to be uneventful. I had no comments, and now I I also have no comments, but for a different reason. So, it, yeah, it, you should watch this movie. Check it out. Yes. It, 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 I mean, um, but no, we'll get into it. All right. Uh, Supergirl again from the ripe old uh, year of nineteen eighty four. We uh, start with the opening title crawl, Dan, which goes on. 
like some points in this movie for far too long. Yes, and they are a seem like a cheaper version of the Superman, the famous Superman opening titles, uh, where the theme is playing and the letters um like swoop in and then go past the screen and when that was when you saw that the first time in superman people in the late 70s early 80s would have been shit in their pants Mm -hmm. um uh, the effect is kind of lost on us and also because um the uh occasionally not at an interval but sometimes the credits will put in the little r2d2 scream oh yes uh, so, <laughs> like, the credits will swoop in, and then you'll hear, and then it won't, it, it doesn't, it's it's some stock sound effect that they're using, but they're not using it mm-hmm. correctly. And it just goes on and on, introducing everyone, craft services, pet best, care by. Best boy. <laughs> grip. Chicken provided by. Second Popeyes, unit grip. Louisiana Kitchen. Well, I, though, well, no, luckily they don't get into that, because that, I'm sure in the end credits, the, the, uh, the product placement thing, the special thanks to part would have been, uh, Popeyes. Because <laughs> it's constant. Um, so, uh, you know, very long opening credits, and, uh, what we, we open on what we think, at first instinct, you called it a Krypton Mall. Yeah, I said it's Krypton, but an 80s mall. Um, but this is, in fact, Argo City. Thank God. They say it twice in the movie, so... Yeah, if even. Um, and it is a self-contained artificial city that is, I think, attached to, like, an asteroid sealed within its own, like, time-space pocket. Um, and we can see, uh, Peter O'Toole. What Uh, is Lawrence of Arabia doing in this fucking movie? I should have known. I should have known. Like, this was gonna be a trip when I saw him here. Well, we've had, we've, Sinister Six has been stacked with award winners, like it or not. <laughs> I mean, the award winners. <laughs> um, so, uh, Peter O'Toole is playing Zoltar, and he is, uh, he is, uh, you know, offering some advice to a, a young, uh, impressionistic. Well, yeah, easily impressionable. Mm-hmm. Okay. We were introduced to Kara, yes. um, played by, uh, Helen Slater, and for the opening of this, of this movie, She's acting like a child. Um, she is very like wow, yeah. like she's walking well, she's supposed around to be like the big-eyed, doe-eyed, innocent. Yeah. yeah, and she sits down and like she's like playing like a kid playing with crayons. Mm-hmm. And um, but but the thing is that Zoltar, um, as best that we can we can deduce from the context that the movie handed to us, uh, Zoltar with his little wand, dollar thing, store gun, spin drill. Is, um, you know, uh, Argo City is all artificial, so he is in charge of using his wand to sculpt the city into what we see. Mm-hmm. He makes all the geometric shapes, he makes fake trees, he makes fake sculptures, he populates the, the city with its minimalist, you know, uh, mm-hmm. art. Yes. Um, and he points out to, uh, to Kara that today his art is going to have a little extra oomph mm-hmm. because he. Uh, sneakily swiped the Omega Hedron. Which should be under heavy guard, if it's that much of a lifeblood to the city. Yes. <laughs> um, but we gotta, okay, cause we're gonna have to clear, we're gonna have to clarify so much with this movie. <sighs> the Omega Hedron <laughs> is one of those little dollar store rubber 
light-up balls. Yeah, like the thing that the the fake ferret thing will chase after. Yeah. Without the ferret. And similar to those toy, like some variants of those toys, like if you're putting it on your finger, there's like a spindle underneath, so you can make it look like it's spinning on your hand without Mm -hmm. touching it, and that is the whole shtick of the Omegahedron. But the Omegahedron is the power source of the city. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't know how. Well, apparently it's like imagination-fueled, too, or that or enhances imagination somehow. Well, Okay, it, it in order to make the city materialize, like I think Zoltar is like okay, in order to like in order for all of that you know what you see around you to be possible, um, I I imagine it, and then I get creative. The Omegahedron powers it, and mm-hmm. then I used my wand with that power to yeah. sculpt. Things. Much how we record this podcast, like exactly, uh, more or less, <laughs> yeah, um, and. He, uh, he's, like, saying, like, oh, I, I got big dreams. He's just, he's similar to Grant. He's, like, he's yeah. going to go to space. Mm-hmm. Um, he is going, he has, um, finoodled the, uh, I think it was called the binary something something shoot, pod. The binary shoot. shoot. The binary shoot. <laughs> uh, is going to, um, you know, uh, help him leave Argo City. And see um, the world. Yeah. Or see the universe. (laughs) And he's like, he does emphasize that he's going to go to, like, Earth and Saturn to see them. um, Because his whole shtick seems to be that he, like, daydreams about Earth a lot, but Mm -hmm. he can't experience it. Yeah. And Kara's like, oh, well, maybe someday I'll see a tree. And she goes off to, like, whatever, when Zoltan is (laughs) Zoltan. Well, Kara says, oh, Earth? That planet where my cousin Cousin is? is. Yes. And we know who her cousin is. (laughs) It's not even Superman. Um... Okay, and, and I need to, as far as I can tell, um, in some versions of this, of this canon or whatever, Argo City is like a microscopic city that is, like, it was latched on to, like, a meteor or something, mm. and then, because it, it was like a survival thing to help them escape Krypton. Um, so when they're doing all the techno babble, like, oh, you can't, you can't uh, go past the subatomic blah 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 blah, it's because they have to, like, grow to normal size oh, okay. to get back into the city or in and out of I don't I don't know. Mm. I don't think that's the case. It might just be techno babble in this movie, <laughs> but sometimes that is the case. Mm. Um so uh Zoltar uh hands uh Kara his the wand, wand, yeah. Um and he like attaches onto her a little bracelet to help her control it. Yeah. Um it's like a Fitbit yeah. thing. Um and Kara excitedly goes and draws a dragonfly draws a dragonfly yeah and then he's like keeping this dodecahedron thing the omegahedron because under his heel because he doesn't want to be caught with it out right yes uh and then um kara's mom played by mia Mia farrow um (laughs) in her only appearance uh is like showing up like zoltar are you talking to our kid about dreams or something you know like the parent thing and zoltar is like i don't know and he, he, like, sneakily rolls the Omegahedron over to, to, uh... Well, no, it's accidental. Like, why would he roll it over to her? No, he kicks it over to her. I thought it slipped out from under his heel and just rolled to her. I thought he, I thought it looked like he bumped, like, he was like, like, oh, she'll get caught with it in, like, tea oh, or okay. something. Like, that, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You could be right. But then he's, like, he's pissed, like, you used it. Because he's stupid. Yeah. Yes. Oh, right, But yes. that's not, I, I don't know what the intention in that moment okay. was. Um, but then, uh, Kara gets the Omegahedron, and she 
uses it to focus power into the little um, dragonfly. dragonfly sculpture she had just made. <laughs> and then it's totally like on a whirly gig, like on a string going around in a perfect circle, and then it busts through the city windows made of cellophane. Yeah, and, and Kara almost gets sucked into space. Yeah. Uh, the we... Omegahedron goes flying out. Yeah, yes, it whoop, and then it, it goes out into the vacuum of space. Um... Kara is almost sucked out of the cellophane window, and we know from the magic school bus that it's cold in space. You mm-hmm. can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is kind of pulled back in at the last second. Um, but the city, with very little panic... Yeah, and there's tons of people. It's not just these three people. No. It's a bustling city. It is. <laughs> um, but, again, very little panic. They're like, uh, the Omegahedron's gone. Our power we... source is gone. Our air isn't going to be filtered anymore. Yeah, we're all going to die in, mm-hmm. like... Oh, weeks, they say. Yeah. Um, so, while Peter O'Toole is, like, uh, he- he's um, resigning himself to, like, I, I fucked up. I'm going to banish myself to the Phantom Zone. Yes. And that does pay off later. So he's self-banished there. Yes. He enforced that on himself. Remember Um, that. But, like, immediately feeling guilty about what just happened, and again, maybe somewhat naive. Well, no, uh, as as Kara's parents are yelling at this guy, she just waddles up to the, the binary shoot. And, and gets in, it's the, it's the Scooty Puff, it's the slow mobile. <laughs> it moves so slow, and it's just a perfectly round orb flying at a moderate pace through the air. Um, and it was presumably pre-programmed to go to Earth, so it, it, you know, takes Kara out of the city, her parents are like, oh my god, yeah. and then, um... We get the Willy Wonka boat background, she's going through space. Yes, um, <laughs> okay, so... So... Alright, I'll, I'll take this over. Okay. We get introduced to the second part of the movie. The main... This is the entree. Yes. Faye Dunaway and her little man are Nigel. having a, a picnic on a skin tiger. Like yes. a royal, royal picnic. And they're like being catty with one another. Obviously, Faye Dunaway's character, Selena, mm-hmm. is using Nigel for her own means. And you're like, alright, this is gonna be like a Catwoman situation where like this plush woman... Finds this and the power goes to her head. That's initially what I thought was going to happen. But it's so much more. It is entirely so so much much more. Because I don't know if Dan's familiar with Faye Dunaway's acting style. But I am, thanks to Mommy Dearest. Mm -hmm. Which is where I know her from. And it's the same character. It's her as Joan Crawford. Yes. As Selena. Yes. As Faye Dunaway. Yes. And it's beautiful and wonderful and magical. And they're like in 1920s gear... Eating this picnic, discussing, like, oh, I'm going to use men, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly, the Omegahedron falls out of the sky into a china cup. <laughs> but uh, there's there's more um, lore to that. Um, uh, through the bad audio dialogue that the two of them have, you know, and as the Wikipedia summary and other sort of, well, uh, Nigel is a warlock. Just ca- oh yeah, casual dark magic in this movie. <laughs> as as far as he looks and sounds, he's just a British guy. Um, <laughs> but he is apparently a warlock, um, and he apparently found Selena when she was reading uh, tarot cards at the fair yeah. or something. And but but uh, Selena has a coven. Uh, she has aspirations to yeah. be a powerful witch. World domination. Yes, and immortality. Um, she wants them both. But the Omegahedron lands in their cheese dip, um, and, uh, And instantly grants her immortality? Well, she asks it for immortality. And it kind of does that, though, right? It kind of does, yeah. So that was easy. That's one step clear. Next stop, world domination. She 
takes in her hand and you could see like Faye Dunaway. I'm convinced the people on the set said, Faye, you're actually doing magic. Yes. She's going to, her body language does not say otherwise. I'm convinced Faye Dunaway thought she was a witch while filming this. Um, so yeah, and and we we see that uh, using this orb, she is also able to like start the car without keys. Yeah, and like we get the whole Nigel like I have the and the dialogue in this film. I have the keys, baby. I don't need any keys where I'm going. And it's like uh, yeah, who where like at first I'm like, what is going on here? They're, like we sound somber because we didn't know the storm that was coming. Yeah, no, we haven't even scraped the yeah. So. Okay, uh, and then we got the news bulletin that Superman's on a peace mission in space. Yeah, that's yeah the the explanation for why he's not there. Yeah. But but then we cut back to uh, uh, Kara, dead eyed in, in space. Yeah, presumably the, the Care Bear stare, looking forward. She's been in the pod for eight hours, <laughs> and she has changed into the Supergirl. Uh, outfit with the cape and the miniskirt. Presumably, yes. th- you can see that in previous scenes, that outfit was already there. So we can only assume that Peter O'Toole had packed that, <laughs> wanted to wear that on his big day out. But it was, it was, it was on the platform before she got on. So that was that was the clothes that were in the thing. Um, and she uh, <laughs> arrives on Earth. She Her- hops out of the Naboo Lagoon. <laughs> yes. So the, the the pod that she's in crashes into a lake. That she emerges from, uh, and, you know, she's got the Supergirl costume. Not terrible wire effects. I mean, for outdoors settings, yes, and the time period, but I thought it was very high school Peter Pan. Yes, because, but she's able to do, like, a lot of, like, cool little maneuvers in that when she's just frolicking around the forest, like, she she realizes that she can crush a rock with her hand. Mm -hmm. She can, like, fly. She sees a flower and she's like, ooh, she has the laser vision, mm-hmm. um, heat vision, uh, you know, so she's, like, frolicking around, learning how to fly, and it's not terrible wire work. Mm-hmm. But then when she takes off into the sky... It goes on. It... Well, okay, yeah. And it, on. And and uh, Nigel spots her. Yes. Uh, Nigel, having packed up the picnic, the picnic. <laughs> is walking through the woods, and he sees her jumping and flying around, um, and then... And then we get into her flying in the air, which is the bad 80s rear projection, um, like, you know, they're, yeah. like, whoop, and she then... She cuts through spirit stallion of the Cimarron. <laughs> yeah, she's flying alongside horses, uh, she's going all over the place, um, and... And I naively asked at this point while it's flying, I said, hey, it's going on for too long, is something gonna happen? Right around the corner, though. You may be asking yourself, where did Selena go? Where yeah. does she live? What's her life story? You gotta take this next part, because now we're into Faye Dunaway's funhouse. So. so, we go to an abandoned carnival, mm-hmm. circus, whatever you want to call it, and Selena just casually stumbles into this house of horrors that she has remodeled into a legitimate home. Yes. And she's wearing fabulous outfits. She's got a roommate, lover, sister by the name of Bianca, mm-hmm. played by... Vaccaro. Linda Vaccaro, yeah. Linda Vaccaro. And I just want to know what they're about. It's like the Golden Girls. It is. If they lived in a a broken down funhouse and were witches. Yes. And then Brenda Vaccaro, she, I I assume she was just hired, like her and Faye had a deal where she's just going to drink and be catty on set with a cigarette and have the one-liner comedic takes. Yeah. Because she's not an evil character. She's just the epitome of being a henchman. Yes, and 
okay, if you if you if you're watching this movie and you're you know this is like a Christ the forty minute mark at this point, um, if you're watching this movie and you see their dynamic, you assume that Linda Vaccaro Bianca is Brenda going to, is going to, Brenda? <laughs> Brenda 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 is going to be <laughs> the uh, the friend who talks Faye Dunaway out of like like Faye Dunaway is going to get corrupted by magic orb and then. You know, when all hope is lost, her friend is going yes. to talk sense into her. I thought that was going to happen at least eight times in the movie, and it never does. It doesn't. Um, no. She's she. All Brenda does is she snarks, she smokes, and she drinks in the background. Of yeah, scenes. and no, she's comedic. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, oh, yeah. get the kid. Like, not even in a mean way. Like, I don't think that she has any bloodlust in her. No, no, she doesn't. She's also apparently a witch, but. We She's don't even giving know. me like bewitched witch yeah. vibes. <laughs> yeah, or like yeah. So it, it they uh, so so that that establishes that, and we um, get some iconic lines like she shows up, um, Faye Dunaway. She goes, "I'm immortal now," and Brenda Vaccaro's like, "That's good. That's half of our plan." Yeah, I got this orb. I'm gonna put it in this box. What about the water bill? We won't need the water, water bill. bill. At last, the world is my oyster. Like. Who wrote this, Dan? <laughs> and, and then she hides the uh, Omegahedron inside, like, a paperweight of, like, Pazuzu. Yeah. Um, which doesn't end up doing anything, no. but it... it, it get, I mean, we'll see. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll get to that. And at this point, I put, I can't watch this on 1.2, Dan? Question mark? Because it was still building. I didn't know what was happening. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, the movie has to be half over by now. We're three scenes in. <laughs> no, but, it, but, but far from it. No. Um, so, Supergirl... Lands uh, in Skid Row. Is, is yeah, uh, she... Chicago Skid Row. Because the Fitbit bra- picks uh, up bracelet... The, the energy of the Omegahedron. Omega um, so she lands in, like, again, like you said, Skid Row, um, and a very slow-moving truck stops, and two scumbags step out of the truck. Mm-hmm. Um... The truck really slow approaching, too. Yeah. Every scene drags is uh we cannot we cannot emphasize enough that every scene goes on longer than it should yes shots linger longer than they should every everything is longer than it should be <laughs> um and the two scumbags are like hitting on her they're like hey pretty lady you what are you doing walking around in this what's the view from the back mm-hmm. and uh supergirl makes short work of them she kicks the one guy in the nads I- I mean, assumed, we assumed at first dead. Uh, yeah. We thought he exploded. Um, and then this other guy keeps coming at her. Dude, my dude, this lady just blew your friend, physically blew him. Yeah, like, no, with no, wind. no, yeah. no, yeah, we mean blue, we mean blue <laughs> as in she, she, she puffed her cheeks. Yeah, she went, did the Superman yeah. and threw, threw, threw a fence, then threw the other guy through the fence. But he says, I'm gonna pull out a knife, but she makes the knife hot, kicks him in the nuts, and calls it a day. Yeah. And that is the extent of what. Sh- she only uses her heat vision in this movie to heat things to get idiots. Yeah, she does the D I D D M D heat metal spell. Um, so she's like that. That happens, um, and then oh, Dan, back to my piece de resistance. Mm-hmm. You may be wondering what's happening at the abandoned funhouse. <laughs> There's a party. There is a party, but apparently this is all of Selena's henchmen. That she's gathered, and it's like just eclectic New Yorkers. It is. That's all it is. Having a cocktail party. I was trying to think of a description, but that, like, it's like a New York art party. It's like Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. It's like the uh, the coven of witches in that. uh, It's the same thing. Who was the Campbell Soup guy? I don't know. Uh, The the painter who, like, the studio uh, 60. Andy Warhol. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was one of those parties. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, it's in her, her haunted house. Yeah, and- and the, a guy comes out with a tray of drinks from the, the train. That, oh, the train. That is still functioning. You uh, know, the, Dan, this the, is what you need. This is your Pee Wee's Playhouse equivalent. Because Dan did make the joke, and it came up multiple times. This is how you go to the shitter in your house. Yeah. You, you ride the little choo-choo. You ride the, the little... poo-poo choo-choo. The little the poo-poo, poo-poo choo-choo. The little haunted house thing um, uh, into... Uh, yeah, so they're, they're having a party. They're serving steaming cocktails. And the dialogue... Is like something out of like old Hollywood films because Nigel shows up and like there's this whole scene with a cigarette case and it's like look in the cigarette case and you'll see the true you and you see a demon puppet and yeah. it's like what was that and, and it was like well that's that the, the end inner of darkness the, like if if your hubris gets the better of you because Nigel is an experienced warlock. British warlock. I didn't know Dan. You had to tell me he was a warlock. I didn't know that by watching the film. Um, I didn't piece that together. You know, uh, and then like you know, Faye dismisses Nigel, but he, he goes flirts with another. He he, fl- kind of mousy at the same time. I want to be famous. Not you wouldn't get gossip, Gertie. But um, she looks like a like Rita Skeeter. Rita Skeeter. She looks like that, and then um. Okay, Faye, okay, Faye no, Dunaway, but no, but I'm forgetting things, because Faye Dunaway lights his cigarette using magic. Yeah, and he goes like, I dealt with worse things than a human cigarette lighter, my dear. Uh, yeah, because every line is, like, way overdrawn from what it's supposed to be. And Faye is chewing that scenery. Then he goes and flirts with the glasses lady, and he's like, I could teach you how to brew fame, bottle glory. <laughs> and she's like, and she... It's a very obnoxious scene. She's like, I want to be a star. Like, yeah. like she's doing like a, like a, a squeaky, like, you know, yeah. I'd like to be in the motion pictures yeah. move, like voice. And then Faye Dunaway is like, oh, you're doing that, are you? And she flips this girl Upside onto her down. head yeah. and spins her around to like torment or like, you know, yeah. and to show Nigel that she can do that now. But Faye Dunaway's... Fade on away's powers are increasing, but so far she still only does stupid things. Yeah. But she, she, you know, and Nigel's like, stop that fade on away, <laughs> and she she does. Um, but like, the party continues. Yeah, Brenda Vaccaro's drinking, smoking, whatever. Nigel takes his drink and leaves. <laughs> so, um, the next morning, uh, Kara wakes up and discovers softball. <laughs> yeah, she slept in the woods. And uh, she she's uh, she's woken uh, by a nearby nearby softball game. Um, she, in a very long scene, observes that the the gals in the periphery of this softball game are all wearing matching school uniforms. So because this appears, and we don't get we don't get context for this until twenty minutes later, but Kara is going to use this school as the center point of her search for the orb because it's like it's in the, the vicinity, the vicinity mm-hmm. of where the orb is, according to the Fitbit thing. Also, I felt like this was going to be. I was like, is this like a Animal House frat party now? Like movie? Is it that style of thing? <laughs> well, okay, there is because Dorm O. Is where they put all the, mis- but we didn't get there yet. We're not. Oh, we're not, right, we're still right. twenty minutes away from that. <laughs> so uh, Kara, observing this, I guess uses her powers to 
piece by piece change her outfit into the school uniform. Like she walks behind a tree yes. and she has a, a little blouse. Bit more. Yeah. And then she walks behind another tree, she has the skirt, and then she has the rest of the outfit and her hair, she she's usually blonde, she goes she becomes a brunette. Um and then she uh she's she's walking through the halls of this women's technical college. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> she she she's walking around and she she walks into Okay, 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 but also the softball game <laughs> that is still going oh, yeah, on. Oh, there's a man. Yeah, that's the first time we see man. There's a man. That, like that's the first time we see the dude. He's like the groundskeeper at the at mm-hmm. the women's school. Mm-hmm. Um uh he's a hunk. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know anything, like, we don't know anything else. If you're expecting a name, audience, we you'll don't... know when we know his name. Two-thirds of the way through the movie, uh, we learn what his name is. Um, but she, uh, she, she goes into the principal's office. Mm-hmm. The dean. Um, and or the dean's office, <laughs> dean's office. And she's like, uh... Hi, you don't know me, but I go here. You do? Yeah. What's your name? Oh, and then she looks and she does the Brady Bunch look around the room and it's like, she sees a picture of Robert E. Lee on a calendar and goes, my name is... Linda Lee. And you know, I would say, my name is uh, Sarah. Sarah Lee. <laughs> <laughs> of the bread Sarah Lee's? Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Nigel, who is revealed to be a professor, professor. at... <laughs> computer this, professor. A computer professor. But we'll get to that. All right. All- That's a separate thing. He's a computer professor at the college. He comes and is like, the, the girls super glued my computer uh, drawer shut, so just come come and yell at them. Uh, and She speed. She speed types. A recommendation uh, letter, letter from her cousin. Clark Kent. But Clark Kent is a reporter for the, the Daily Planet. I don't think he has any bearing on And I don't think people. this guy, well, no one knows he's Superman. No. Yeah. That's but the thing. No one, like, the whole point of Clark Kent is that no one gives a shit about Clark Kent. Yeah. So, that would mean nothing. But apparently that doesn't matter because her records got lost in the mail anyway, Dan. Because she's so. an orphan. <laughs> and I, well, That doesn't give you any special treatment around here, Dan. So, she's an orphan and her school records were lost in the mail. Um, like, like, by school, like, any record of her existing was, like, they accepted that it was lost in the mail... You know, I'm assuming birth certificate, medical records, school records, everything else. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, it was lost. Um, but the, the the dean is like, okay. Uh, and he uh, brings her to, to, to dorm O. Yeah, so I asked this point at this question. I said, was Popeye a better movie than this? At this point in the movie, I was siding with Popeye. But little did I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things are know. just getting started. I, Dan said Jonathan is going to eat his words. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, we are, uh, oh god. So we're at Dormo. <laughs> we are, we are introduced to, uh, okay, we go to Dormo, uh. Lois Lane's sister. There's some 80s TNA, like, girl, like, like, women in bath robes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, the, ma- the Animal House vibes. It's like, oh, he's a here. Man. Yeah, like, and, and but, but and they have, a like, very... a dorm mother. The but drunk Irish woman. There's a lot of garbage around, so this is this is like the dorm for the slackers. Yeah. And um, he, uh, the dean brings her to uh, Lois Lane's sister, Lucy Lane. La- Lucy Lane. Um, and she goes, "You're Lucy Lane." Well, I'm Linda Lee. 
And that's confusing, Dan. <laughs> so, like, okay, um, okay, but there's a few, there's a few things that we gotta unpack. Lucy Lee, uh, Lucy Lane is is in. Oh, she is Lois Lane's sister. sister. And I'm guessing they picked, who, whichever actress this is, they picked her because she looks like Margot Kidder. Mm-hmm. And the entire time, she's trying to do an impersonation of Margot Kidder. She's trying to do, yeah. like, the same, like, speaking patterns as, you know, because... Yeah. I mean, she's similar, fine. She's yeah. fine for what she is. The role is just not good. No. Um, there's also, uh, in the first of... Like, the tip of the iceberg in terms of product placement, there is a prominent box of Frosted Flakes. Dan would not shut up about this box of Frosted Flakes. A placed center shot. It is placed center shot. The other characters aren't even placed center shot. And then, hold on, Lucy Lane is covered in what appears to be dried Nesquik. But it's clearly dirt because she was playing softball. But it was bothering me so much that she's like in this dirty uniform. Looking like Pigpen. <laughs> so they're they're in the they're in the room and they're they're chilling and hold on I need to make sure. Well, no, uh, she's okay. like she's like oh who do you know like who are you related to? She's like Clark Kent. Oh, Clark Kent. He works with my sister at the the paper. Yeah, my 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 sister is sweet on him. Yeah, and then Jimmy uh, Olsen, I like him too. He works there too. Yeah. So like building the world out to connect this Supergirl movie to Superman somehow. And Lucy has a poster. That is Superman. a that is a promotional image of the the Christopher Reeves Superman movie and like uh, Kara is like ooh like and then that's <laughs> and it's no Dan we can't because she's like feeling it up yeah like it feels like she wants to fuck her cousin yes uh okay so then okay outside a school bus that was uh, transporting the softball people back to the building that was across the street because the softball people are getting off the bus, so we have to assume, I swear to Christ, this is making me insane, that the this whole fucking movie, this whole fucking movie has destroyed me. <laughs> and it's the bus, me. The bus presumably drove them from the field that Kara had just walked across to get into the building, <laughs> yes. and then the bus... Well, they had, to, they had to transport their bats and stuff, Dan. The bus is, is dropping them off, and then because the bus stopped, Faye Dunaway being driven by Brenda. Brenda Vaccaro. Okay. And this driving Miss Daisy car, and she's doing tarot in the back of the car. Yeah. And and, and I'm pretty sure Brenda is drinking or smoking. Yeah. Well, she's well, that's, driving, that's assumed. She always either has a drink and or a cigarette in her hand. And Faye Dunaway is like, she she's like, Doing the tarot cards, and she's like, everyone will love me. Yeah, and Brenda Vaccaro's like, oh, look at that hot man, because it's Guy. It's Guy. He's painting a tree. He's painting a tree <laughs> as a gardener <laughs> with his shirt off, and then Faye Dunaway's like, that's it. That's the one. That's my prince. I will have him. Yeah. She's playing the evil queen from Snow White, Dan. Yes, and... So, so that that is the first inst- like the seeds are planted for what Faye Dunaway wants to do. She wants she wants that hunk. I'm sweating. Man. I'm sweating. She wants the <laughs> that that hunk. Um. So, uh, thanks to dialogue telling us that the semester did just start. Um. Kara is now attending a computer science class taught by Nigel, and they are learning. Or taking the mean of the average age of a Chinese family. Okay, and the, the context of this is, is that 
they're people in the 80s. They're doing things on computers. Like statistics. This was this was like this was like a huge fucking deal. They're all on computers. And Jonathan noticed this Chinese family I, line. I thought I was having a stroke. Dan. No, because it's it's supposed to be like the incidental like techno babble background. Yeah. Because because we because the whole thing with this scene is that Faye Dunaway is driving by with the orb, and then Kara with her bracelet senses the orb, <laughs> and she's distracted and it's she's kind of zoning out. And then in the background, you hear the professor railing about <laughs> like something. The mean of the age of the Chinese yeah. family. So it's like blah 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 blah. The average Chinese family is blah 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 blah. <laughs> and then it's like I... it's like that, and it makes no fucking sense. And and then he's like, "Who can solve this equation?" Yeah. And Linda <laughs> Linda Lee, <laughs> and you, and she's like five point four five billion. Yeah. So I don't know what the mean size of a Chinese family has to do with whatever calculation <laughs> that they were doing, but the answer was like five. Yeah, 5 and like billion. it would be something you would have to compute that she just answers off the top of her head. Um, because it was established in the opening scene with Zoltar <laughs> that Kara is good at the technical side of things, but she's not good at imagining yeah. things. What? Yeah, yeah. She she she's okay with math, but she's not good with <laughs> the like, arts. <laughs> the arts. Um. So, uh, let's see. Um. Well, N- Nigel's yeah. just like I need, like I need to keep an eye on her. She's a little odd. Yeah. But uh, fucking Lois Lane's sister comes in. And is like, oh, it's electromagnetic waves that make us smarter for a second. We gotta go. Yeah. And then it devolves into an Animal House movie because the girls are outside playing cricket. At the school. Or field hockey. I don't know what... It's not... Field it's hockey not, doesn't use those clubs, No, no, no. It, yeah, it's not field hockey. It's some <laughs> it's weird... It's like cribbage like, or something. British, <laughs> British combination of that and cricket. Yeah. And for some reason, these two girls, they're like... We're gonna kill Lane. We're gonna shoot this ball into her face and knock her out of commission. Yeah. And these aren't like popular-ish girls. They're like nerdy girls that don't even get a name drop. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like I I I, I want to call them Zelda and Queenie. That's not right. Literally, like, we'll, we'll I, it's refer to that. Zelda yeah. and Queenie because they they're not named. Zelda and Queenie are like yeah, we're gonna bash this fucking lane girl's face in with this racquetball or whatever, yeah. and they smack it into her face. But Kara jumps in the way of it and explodes on her back. Yeah, and no one's like. That looked painful because yeah. it shattered to pieces on her back, and presumably it would have killed. It would have. It would have killed L- yeah. Lucy Lane. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so they just shrug it off. They're like, whatever. Then the girls go to take a shower in the communal shower because we got to get that scene. It's like Carrie. You got to do a Brian De Palma. They're showering. Yeah. It was a different time, Dan. And then the girls are back behind the water pipes, and they say, "We're gonna fucking scald these <laughs> these yeah. college students for no. We have no reason." Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna turn the, the the hot water up so it scalds all of them. So what so if they, they lose some skin? skin? Um, but Kara uses her Supergirl hearing to see that. Well, hear and, and then see yeah. that they are fiddling with the pipes. So she laser visions the pipes to explode on them. Uh, they uh, come out covered in water. Yeah, you never looked better, Dan. <laughs> The, like the so they their goat has been gotten. Yeah. they're embarrassed. Like, in front and they of say them. we'll get you all. Yeah. that plot we never see them again. Yeah, yeah, we don't know what we don't know how they get uh, everyone back. But um, all right, so Kara's finding her way. Yes, in college, still tracking down this using her Fitbit. There's like a break or something. It's a three day weekend. I remember them saying that. Yes, she's on the the. Well, they have like this whole conversation in their room, 
where I forget her name. Lois Lane's sister. L- Lucy. Lucy Lucy Lane is like, oh, come home with me or hang out with me because Jimmy Olsen's coming down and like we can we're meet gonna, each other. We can, yeah, we can have gonna, newspaper connections. Out. We can yeah. hang out. And she's like, no, I want to stay here. And she's trying on a bra or something. It's like comedic, like Supergirl doesn't understand how Earth Girls work. Bra- yeah. Yeah. She's like, she's putting on a... It's Earth she's Girls going, She's easy. going through her friend's <laughs> underpants and yes. she's putting them on. Yes. But in this scene, both actresses are probably like in their 20s. 20s. So it's not like they don't know what boobs are. Yeah. Or any, but it's just like, 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 uh, Kara is like, oh, Earth clothing is so yeah. strange. Like you said. Yeah. Earth Girls um, are easy. It's very that vibe. Uh, but she's like, I'm not going, I'm going to stay here and study or pretend and, to study. And then it, she's out on the, like the yard sketching when everyone's going home. And then we get the drop here. If we, if I, my ears didn't hear this, I wouldn't have believed it, Dan. Lucy Lane goes to Kara and says, meet me at the Popeyes later. Yes. But you would be, you would be, <laughs> if you thought that you were mistaken, you're forgiven. Yeah. Um, because you don't know, like, it could have just been like a random meet yeah, me at so the Popeyes. Yeah, so I'm pop- like, all right, yeah. Meet me at Pepe's. Or something. Pizza later. <laughs> like, you know, but... We will see. Oh, get ready, because um, you're gonna have. To, we're gonna narrate that scene beat by beat. We're gonna analyze um, it frame by frame. Okay, but you got to take the next well, part okay, is, the, is right. the love potion. Yes. Okay, so we're in Midvale, Chicago. Just establishing that. Like, yeah, Midvale, we're in Chicago. Is, yes, yes. Yeah. it's very important yeah, that we're in just, Chicago. All of this is happening to a small community yeah. in Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> so, Selena's doing witchcraft, and here's the point where I said I think that Faye Dunaway legitimately think she's making a love potion right now because yeah. she's like you put a spider in a nut and you boil that nut in the tea and then you hang that and yeah. two drops of water in anything someone drinks but well, they'll be in love with me then but the spite well no the first person they see after yes, drinking will be it. in love and then brenda vaccaro shows up on this little train like you're making that love potion baby and it's just like <laughs> she goes right off screen she has a drink and a cigarette in her hand she's like you're cooking up that love potion this fucking train! And, uh, they have a very regular kitchen. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah! I, it's not important. It's, it's, it no, it's amazing. Like, if I ever have money, this will be how I live. In a fully functional spook house like, with a, a, a lovely little kitchen. No, it looks like a spirit Halloween yeah. with just a regular kitchen. And in an 80s bedroom. But it's themed because she has, like, spider magnets. She does have spider magnets. She, <laughs> like, what is their story? <laughs> But, okay, so she's brewing this little potion for the unnamed guy. She says, I'm going to call him over. He's a gardener, whatever. Maybe he's going to bring some plants inside the house. That's how I'm going to get him. She doesn't make any of the obvious jokes, though. No! I kept thinking that there was going to be like, oh, you need to tend to my Well, no, she does does make some good jokes coming up. I I wrote them down. They're coming up. Okay, if you you remember them, then that's... They're not plant-based, though. Okay, so, so yeah, that's they're not. You, yeah, that's yeah, what I don't, was. They don't go for the, the low hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah, then. no, they don't. That would be they, a plan joke. They yeah. reach up higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she invites Guy over, and she's like, "Brenda, he's mine. Just go take a drink, go off screen, whatever." Guy shows up, and he is not a charmer. No, he's like gruff. He's very like man show man. Yeah. He's knocking on the door, which this thing has a doorbell. Their spook house has a doorbell that gets answered. And as we see later, it's like a, it's like a, the back room of a diner, like a swing out, swing in door. So yeah. it's not even something that you can like slam in anyone's face. It's yeah. like a, I, I, I again, yeah. these are not important, so, but they establish 
the scene. So. so Faye Dunaway is in her 1920s robe playing Mrs. Robinson. Yes. Going like, come in. You must be tired. I'm not going to ask your name. She just wants to fuck him. That's the only thing she wants. Yeah. And she's just being like the seductive older woman. Come inside. Do you want a drink? You must be thirsty working in your garden all day. She gets him like a schmaltz A Schweppes. <laughs> she says, do you want a Schweppes? <laughs> like a ginger ale. And he goes, that would be lovely. Sure. Then she props her wooden leg up and goes, turkey leg. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know what the... I, like, do you I, want I, some turkey legs? And I'm like, Faye, what are you doing? I, I, it's I, mutton posing I, as lamb. Like, are, are you are you seducing me, Miss Dunaway? Like, I don't... I. But she put the love potion... In which, the Schweppes. Which was a gigantic, like, glob of something. Yeah. The spider in the nut is separate. <laughs> yeah, that well, that keeps the love potion intact. Yeah, that's... So, we need to remember spider that. in the nut. You <laughs> need <laughs> to fucking remember that. Listener, I swear Sorry. to God... That spider's in the you nut. Are, you wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you're on the can, if you're on the couch, if you're in the Write car... Write it down. Remember that the spider <laughs> is in the nut and that is kept separate from what... Everything else. Um, but she's like, still no name. I want to put plants in here. He asks, what kind of plants? She goes, shade plants. What, is, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> it doesn't mean any. It's, it's supposed to be, I don't know. It's not supposed to, I, I, it's not a joke. It's just like, you know. Yeah. So she succeeds in roofing this guy. He passes out on the couch. And Brenda Vaccaro's like, what a rookie. <laughs> you might have killed him, like, you know, but. But he definitely goes, sleep. <laughs> But but no, he he's passed out on the couch, and the whole thing is that when he wakes up, the first person that he makes he's, eye yeah, contact with... so it's like with, the Midsummer Night's Dream sequence. Yeah. You're going to see that, you're going to fall in love with whatever you see. All right, um, so the doorbell rings again. Faye Dunaway goes, I hope that's not another Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. But it's it's Nigel, and Nigel is against this. She shows, he shows up, like, and... No. Hold on. No, no, no. All right, all right. Nigel is dressed in a Final Fantasy Nomura oh, yes. zipper poncho. And they reference it. They're like, yeah. what are you wearing? It's a leisure suit. Yeah, I'm a three-day off from the, the idiots at the school. And the way that all of this dialogue is done, <laughs> everything that we are aware of is just being restated. Like, yes, my professor job, I got three days off from those little snot-nosed women at the snot-nosed 20-year-old women that I teach at the college. I got a three-day weekend. Yeah. So well, it's education in general. That's how we all feel. Uh. So he he, yeah. So he's there. So so go on. Yeah. All right. So they ring and they're just like blah blah blah. What are you doing? There's another man in there. Ha ha ha. Whatever. While this is going on, guy unnamed guy wakes up. Yeah. And he's stumbling through the house like the Scooby Doo set, yeah. trying to find a way out. Because again, it's a cheap carnival ghost. So like skeletons are popping out at him. There's like a mm-hmm. bat, a spider. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. like, boom. And he eventually it, works his way out of the haunted house. Yes. He takes, like, a back exit or whatever. While this is going on, Faye Dunaway and Nigel are being catty to one another. Like, like drag queens. A couple of drag queens on the porch. And this line comes out. I can't even speak it. Faye Dunaway turns to Nigel and goes, If I had skin like you, I'd put a bag under my head and live under a bridge. And, and, and we don't know what that means, but then when the door shuts, we see that she's given Nigel, uh, ac- acne, or like, like yeah, like, like pimples. So that will also come up later. Yes. It's like, I have a bone to pick with this movie because I don't understand what's going on. It's just that she can, she can affect other people's looks. Her like powers are growing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. So Nigel breaks out. All right. Then we get the thing, like, whoever he sees first, 
he will love. I need to find him. She goes to the magic mirror. Well, okay. It's not that she goes to the magic mirror. She is angrily saying that she wants to find the dude. Yeah. And then her powers activate a regular mirror mm-hmm. and she can use it as yeah. a magic mirror yeah. to observe things and that are she, happening elsewhere. she wants to enhance her powers. So she's like, give me the orb. Yes. Give me that. Where did I put that? And they're like, under the rug. She has a secret cross space under the rug where she keeps this box with the orb inside. But it's growing. It's growing and it's yeah. transforming into like a, a nouveau art piece. and <laughs> like art deco sculpture. And as I said to you, I assumed like regular... If they, they draw so much attention to this Pazuzu paperweight, yeah. I'm like, is this going to, like, by the end of the movie, turn into, like, a Ray Harryhausen stop-motion metal yeah. creature yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. with the orb It would make sense. It. Like, that would be, like, the, the uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of anything in this, the, the golem equivalent yeah. of it. But that's not, the, nothing like that happens. It just gets, it gets, it gets moderately bigger All right. throughout the movie. Yeah. And that, it, nothing happens. So she uh, activates the mirror, she sees Guy has let loose down Midtown Midvale, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And is stumbling through traffic in a daze. Yes. Passing hundreds of people that apparently he can't see. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Supergirl, having completed one of her patrols, <laughs> touches down in, in, in Kenilworth in this small town. Any, Goes through any, a pipe. Any then, town USA. Yeah. Um, the bright part of this movie was that there was a sign in the back that said, Live Lobsters. And I made the joke... Oh, it looks like the lobsters are putting on a show tonight, and and Jonathan w- w- wasn't having it. No, I, I couldn't so, even concentrate. Then <laughs> there was too much going on. I didn't so miss a second. I, I want to throw that out there yeah. because I that was the bright point of the movie for mm. me. Um, but <laughs> okay, what anything Kara is doing here is not directly related to everything else, but Lucy and Jimmy Olsen. And their other friends, unnamed tattoo guy and other girl, <laughs> mm-hmm. are all in a Popeyes. And um, they're like, "Who got the fried chicken? The fries over here, passing them out." You you, you cannot miss that it is a Popeyes. No. The, the 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 it becomes much more prominent in a moment, but it is very clearly Popeyes. Um, and then Lucy sees uh Kara like wandering around, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, we'll go get her. And yeah, bring her in, talk to her." Yeah. And okay. then they talk, and they see this man stumbling in the street. Yeah. But Celine <laughs> goes, I need that man not to see anyone. Magic bulldozer slash dick digger, bring him to me. So she enchants, like, a giant, like, uh, backhoe thing yeah. into, uh, like, coming alive and driving by itself and chasing after slow-moving drugged man. Yeah. And everyone um, in this town is, like, looking at this man like, he's on drugs. What do we do? Yeah. For a good long time. Like, Even Supergirl is just, should we help him? Or yeah, No no one helps him. Like, he's stumbling through the streets, and eventually this bulldozer is, like, chasing him. No one, n- no one helps him. And um, it's, like, wrecking cars. It goes through a shop at one point. Yeah. And I thought, this lady got decked by this... <laughs> This bulldozer. But it was it was a mannequin. It looks so much like a lady, though. I yeah. said that that it, lady just died. It looked like a shitty like person uh, getting like crushed effect, but it was it was just a mannequin. But this, we couldn't breathe during this this chain reaction scene oh. um, because this this well, the scene bull- bulldozer starts... clamps him, and we see like his arm dangling out of it, and yeah. and then people are starting like Lucy and Lois or whatever her name is. 
jumps in. She's like, we need to do something now. And she's yeah. like trying to run after this and she gets into the cockpit of it. Yes. Um, the, 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 the bulldozer, <laughs> like, knocks over a tire that's on top of, of a the, gas the station or something, shop. yeah, or whatever. Uh, it also dislodges one of the gas pumps. Yeah. The, the gas, uh, drips across the street to a, a, a pile of tires. Um, the backhoe hits power lines, the power lines... They go... (laughs) Yeah, like, because the the Foley artist was not on that one. Uh, they light the gasoline on fire, which lights the tires on fire. But you don't want to... Dan, as we were watching this, we're like, the tire! (laughs) The gasoline! The power lines! There was something, we're forgetting, so, like, another car goes through another thing... Uh, was downtown, Dan. Lucy... Oh, no, the guy in the hay truck. Yeah, my my bale, my hay bales! He's driving bales of hay, and he makes a sharp turn to avoid the backhoe, and all the hay bales fly out. Um, other cars are crashing into other things. Uh, Lucy is getting jostled around in the, the, the you know, the driver's seat of yeah. this backhoe and is knocked unconscious. <laughs> she knocks her head and goes to sleep for a bit. Um, and then... Finally, Kara transforms, but she knocks an innocent Popeye employee out of the way. Yeah, she, like, stops to say hi to the Popeye's employee, and then she gets up on top of the Popeye's, so we get (laughs) around, like, three minutes of uninterrupted, just, like, a a, a shot of the Popeye's, Popeyes like, eat at Popeye's, try our biscuits signage. She's, like, like, Kara is, is small against the Popeye's just signage. Um, and I think that sums up this movie pretty well. Um, but, uh, Supergirl does swoop in. She bursts a water main. Yeah, she, well, she, yeah, she destroys a water tower, and then it puts the fire out. Um, she uses a, a, she creates a windstorm to get rid of the hay, Mm -hmm. and I think get rid of the power lines? Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. The tire is just somewhere else. Uh, (laughs) It's gone. Selena and Bianca are watching, and Bianca goes, a storm dragon? And a, then a Supergirl, but we don't know what a Storm Dragon is. It's, it, it's nothing. It doesn't mean it's, anything. Poof. Um, like, uh, and no. And then Kara, Supergirl, she flies. She gets the guy out, and she ignores her friend. Yeah, passed out well, as at, this thing is still going on. It's going into a building. It's crashing into the the Knights of Columbus entrance, <laughs> and then it's like she's just she's un, like, and and Kara sees her. Like, there's no way to not see this, uh, but Kara opens, she changes back into her Linda Lee disguise, mm-hmm. and then opens up the backhoe thing. Um, Guy sees her and mm-hmm. falls in love, yes. instantly. Um, he, he is, like, instantly enamored with her. Um, he, like, stumbles out, he's, he's like, like, quoting oh. poetry, very Shakespearean. Um, and, and he smooches her. Mm-hmm. Now, Lucy... Recovering from her head injury, wakes up in the driver's seat of the backhoe. And sees this. And sees the smooch. And again, by all the laws of 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 of, of regular movies, um you would think, oh, uh, Linda smooched a guy instead of helping me? Mm-hmm. What a bitch. But <laughs> no. that doesn't happen. She's just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but no, the way that the shot is is composed, like like Lucy is looking over the fence, she's in a daze, she sees Linda smooching the guy, it is set up like it is a bad, like it is set up like this is going to be a rift between the friends. Yes. 
it means nothing. It like no. it is it is nothing. It well, just, I think like, the script went many different ways. Dan. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That I, much is clear. That that we can we can probably agree on. Um, but Faye Dunaway is is pissed. She sees she recognizes that this girl was wearing a uniform. Yes. from the school that Nigel teaches at. When Vaccaro goes, maybe he knows. Let's go ask Nigel. Like find him. Yeah, that that's what we get. Knows the Supergirl. Um. Well, okay. Oh, she sends her shadow. Uh, no, no, yeah, no. Because first, it's like, okay, um, su- uh, Supergirl, this this Supergirl did this. We're not gonna we're not gonna mess with her. We're gonna worry about this annoying girl that stole the love potion effect. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna mess with scrawny blonde, uh, scrawny brunette, brunette girl mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, clearly does not have the same face <laughs> as as Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Um, you no, know, she go. She definitely goes to that college. So, to save on budget, Faye Dunaway summons an invisible shadow monster. She pulls a millisand. Um, and it, uh, it, 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 it storms its way, it breaks a hole through the wall. Thankfully it's invisible, so we don't have to see it. Yeah, so, no, again, so it is, it is, we don't have to spend money animating it. But there, the money is here because... The reaction shots of Faye Dunaway reacting to, like, the set collapsing around her. Yeah, well, in those... Okay, and if we're talking about how to, be- like, maximize your effects budget, they do a decent job of showing this this thing rampaging. Pinching, putting a hole through the wall. Like, the end result is incredibly stupid, but they show it, like, trudging through the forest and leaving these mm-hmm. footprints. It's tearing trees down. It seems to be accompanied by, like, a storm at all times. It's a very well-put-together little thing, you know, that ends as you would expect, but, you know, the the, the monster... Oh, yeah, and then Faye Dunaway is like, next time I'll do that outside. Outside. It's not a pun. It's not a joke. She really means it. The next time she does that, we'll be outside. Um... So Kara's feeling herself. She's back at the college. We meet yeah. Mrs. Murray, the drunk RA or whatever. Mrs. Murphy. Murphy, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Mrs. Murphy is watching her soaps mm-hmm. and drinking. Yeah. Because that's, those are her establishing character traits. That's all she does. Yeah. <laughs> so Kara uh, comes in yeah. and Kara is thinking about the kiss. Yeah. Uh, she She's like, it, it, is, it is the trope and you know it's written by a dude where she's like, what is this feeling that this man gave me? Yeah. And then she's like, she kisses her mirror yeah. to 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 like simulate the, the, yeah. the, 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 the kissing feelings. Uh, like what is what is kiss? <laughs> what is kiss? What and, is love? <laughs> because you know what that's you know and and she uh It <laughs> takes her a bit, but she looks out the window and invisible monster is approaching. Um, it is tearing down a lot of the property on this college. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't react. It smashes a fence, then a car, yeah. and then she's like, wait, wait a, minute. a minute. Something's going on here. So she, uh, she takes flight. Uh, the shot is edited in such a way where she goes through the windowsill and then, then it changes into her Supergirl outfit. Yes. Um, she, she fights it. The... Uh, strategically placed A and W root beer machine is smashed, and we get Dan and Jonathan commenting on the fight, like, "Oh yeah, hit she's her. durable." Like, yeah. not not making any puns, no. but like, "Ooh, she took a punch." Half like, the I, movie I, is these two just reacting to things they can't see, Dan. Yeah, like us. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh if we're being real, <laughs> like us. But the uh, uh, you know, so they they. Uh, Oh God! Yeah. Okay. So, so they're watching, and then fight. she she 
she can't see this thing, so she rips off, like, a, a lamp, a yeah. lightning, what do you call it, a street lamp. Yeah, the Animal Crossing retro yeah. street she, lamp. She <laughs> flies up into the sky, which it's thundering. Yeah. And, like, Brenda Vaccaro's like, oh, good, she's running away, but Faye Dunaway's like, I don't think that's what she's doing. Yeah. She gets this shocked a couple times, a la King Kong versus Godzilla. Yes. And, like, supercharges it. Then she goes down, and I thought she was gonna, like, beat this thing with it, but she just holds it up. And redirects the lightning, so we get a cool, like, creature design for a split second. And it's dead. And it's dead. Um, but, but, okay. It, I, like, instead of hitting it, what I thought when that scene was that she was going to use as a lightning rod. Yeah. She was going to supercharge it, fly down, stab Stab it, it and then then the lightning would hit it, and then the monster would blow up. But instead, she just kind of, like, Gandalf, like, (laughs) it, and then, and then the monster is destroyed. Yeah. Um... And Faye Dunaway is like, curse it. Like, she yeah. says something. She says, I am no angel. No, no. Oh. She says, don't send a man, man to, to do, do a woman's, woman's job. job. But we don't know what that creature was. It was, it was like a, it was like a rancor. <laughs> kids. Yeah. It was, it, it was an invisible rancor. It wasn't like, I, I, oh. you don't send, don't send a man to do a woman's I, j- uh So it, I, oh. okay. So then. The box is transforming too. Like we need, like yeah. it, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Leia's getting larger and larger. <laughs> so the so the orbs reacting. We get I'm no angel, and then Kara puts two and two together because her because um, they they take it out of the box. Yes, they're like looking at it roll and poly round or whatever. Yeah, Kara feels it. Her thing goes beep beep, and she goes off to the carnival. Yes, to to find it. So she uh you know uh, arrives um but. Guy is there with mm-hmm. her. He has been following her with like roses and, and chocolates. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, I, you know, he's, he recites more poetry. I love you, he's marry like, me. Yeah, um, and uh, again, d- distracted. Uh, Kara, they go on a tilt a world together, yeah. and it's like cute. It like, is cute. It's yeah. cute, but then I also noticed that the size of this tilt a world keeps shifting to bigger to fit like the shots in yes. the screen. Yeah, yeah. It, it 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 is it is a very um like I it's fine I I you know and I I'm not as much as we're ragging on I don't hate anyone in this like no they're all good no, I would love to be in this movie <laughs> even even Helen Slater the way she's playing like she's playing her and I know I know that coming from me this trope I reference this a lot but she she is like a shonen protag in this like she is like the idiot like. Everyone in this movie is very mm-hmm. stupid, but, you know, he- Helen Slater isn't acting, like, she's not, she doesn't seem yeah. to be a bad actor, she's just, like, she's given a part to play, and she's gotta, like, just play her as a stupid person, mm-hmm. and then, and then everyone <laughs> is doing that, and it's like, but she's not even, she just comes off as, like, a plucky, naive, like, you know, every gal, well, yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's, it's enjoyable, yeah. but... She's like Miranda from The Tempest. But yeah. they're, they're talking, and they're like, we don't know anything about each other. I don't even know your name. He goes, well, I'm Ethan. An hour and 16 minutes into the movie. No, out of a two-hour film. And no last name. No. just It, it would have been great if his name was Ethan Gardner. <laughs> so, uh, but like, uh, okay. So just then- as they're getting close... Faye Dunaway emerges. Yeah, and she goes, round and round they go, where they stop, no one knows. Oh, no, but she's like, oh, and like, Brenda, she's always like you behind me in the shoulder, like, get him, John. Like, yeah, yeah, like, looking concerned, yeah. but also like... Yeah, but yeah. also in like a stunning outfit, like, oh, I'm just, just standing there. And chilling. drinking. Yeah, drinking. Uh, uh, and she's like, 
Uh, oh, how adorable. Let's see how you handle this. It's a little spin. <laughs> and, and then uh, the Tilt-A-Roll goes super fast. And Brenda is like, wow, your powers are... You're able to do that with the Tilt-A-Whirl. Your powers have, have grown exponentially yeah, this, since... No, and then she makes a comment like, oh, this place is really coming back to life again. Maybe we could get some business up in here. Uh, because sure. did she inherit this carnival? What? <laughs> I, I, well, okay. If we want to get really technical, <laughs> oh, an abandoned God. fairground would go to the state. But somehow, you know, Faye Dunaway's character could have bought it. I don't know. As far as we know, she was just reading tarot cards yeah. at, like, the the pier so i don't know but i i all right it, so, it's it's best to not so kara jumps out of the way she's in her supergirl costume again yeah like they still haven't put together that they're the same person no. um so she leaps behind and goes like stop that you bitch <laughs> <laughs> and, and she goes well let's hope that your friend can survive things that go bump in the night yeah. and, like transports him to the bumper cars <laughs> like which it's like, it's gonna hurt, but I don't think you're gonna be killed by being no, slammed by a bumper car. No, you're gonna get, like, you're gonna get, like, You'll get bruised. bruised yeah, maybe a few bones like... will be broken, but you're not gonna die. But, like, Kara goes to save him, but then Faye Dunaway does the Naruto after image <laughs> thing, and she, like, goes around like, Ugh. And Kara is, is disoriented for a second, but then she just flies up yeah. and gets out, and then she... In a scene that I can only assume Spider-Man 3 stole yes. from this movie, yes. she throws a bunch of iron bars yeah, trapping and, Faye and traps Faye Dunaway. And Brenda Vaccaro's just taking drinks. Like, like watching yeah. from, from around the corner. Yeah. Uh, but Kara dives into the bumper car thing, uh, puts Ethan in a bumper car, and then flies... With uh, the, the entire football-themed bumper car. Yeah. Up into the air and out of it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make a judgment call. You 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 want to know my my uh, I guess my doom pilled take on yeah. on this stupid football car? Sure, why not? They did not want to invert the gender roles to the extent that they would have Kara uh, carrying a man. Okay, so yeah, they they did not want to to have a shot of, of her like him in the damsel position position. Yeah. So yeah. instead, he's in this stupid football. Like that's that's what I that's what I I that see might that. be this yeah. might be looking too far into it, but I think that they did that so that they wouldn't have to show a lady carrying a man. I see that's that. What, that no. But I I don't know. I feel that. Dude. I don't know why else you would put this gigantic prop in in like it's a football yeah. themed bumper car. Mm -hmm. In the center of a shot. Oh um, but Kara flies them out to, like, the Colorado Rockies or something, <laughs> yeah. and they're by a lake, and uh, Ethan wakes up, yeah. and he's like, you know, I gotta get back to that fairground, mm -hmm. I gotta I walk to, back- I need to find that girl. To Illinois. Yeah. And then I gotta find- I gotta find, uh, Linda. Linda. And, uh, Kara's like, Linda's safe, wink, I- I assure you. Um- she flies like over uh, Ethan's yeah. head, and she's like, "You know, you don't. You, you need to stay on this beach. I'll be back for you later because you're you you're yeah. a dumbass. Yeah. You'll get yourself killed." And this is like state. cute too. I'm yeah. like, I see where they're trying to go with this. Yes. It's like it's like a me cute between these two. It is. Like, I felt yeah. it. Yeah. But the mood is shifted because oh my god, I can't. Celine has gotten out, and she's like, "I know Angel." Blah blah blah. She's bent the bars. Her power is good. The mood shifts. When a coconut falls at the air yeah. and bashes Ethan on the head, knocking him unconscious. And Brenda, watching through the magic mirror, is like, ooh, that'll keep him busy for an hour. Like, 
It's and lit. then we get Faye Dunaway saying, I can control coconuts, but I can't get a man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she can control coconuts with pinpoint accuracy, but she cannot look into a man's, or control a men's man. mind. <laughs> um, so, Kara's on the beach. Uh, Ethan is knocked out. Um, Kara opens the coconut. Sup of the coconut. She's doing, like, the the Lion King, like, she opens it up. She's, like, like slurping it, and then she, like, puts her hand into Ethan's mouth with the coconut milk. <laughs> Drink. <Yeah. laughs> like, like, this'll help. Like, and what this was meant to kill time for is that... Uh, they want N- Nigel. Yes. They said Nigel can help us. Nigel has has come back, and, um, you know, he, he wants, like, they're like, okay, we need you to teleport this man with the magic... To us, know, yeah. To us, um... You know, and Nigel's like, why? Do you want that man? He's like, no, it's just a, it's yeah. a, 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 a trap to mm-hmm. lure Supergirl mm-hmm. in so I can cap Like, no other reason? Because yeah. Nigel is, is simping for Faye Dunaway, but, you know. Yeah. But, but he is still an experienced warlock, mm-hmm. and... And he notices the spider in the nut. Yeah. The spider in the nut. And yeah, goes, you don't need this anymore. Yeah. And the love spell is broken. Remember when we told you to remember that, audience? Yeah. Now is the time. Yeah. No more love spell on Ethan. I pray that paid off, but yeah. Uh, but but Ethan does still love, uh, on some level, he still does love uh, Linda, Linda slash Kara. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we see that Nigel, his, uh, one of his main sources of power oh is the God. Burundi Wand. The Wand of Burundi. Which is a, uh, a very weird looking prop. Yeah, it it's is... a tribal thing that's offensive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what we'll say on that. But they just introduced this wand of Burundi, and it's like the most potent evil artifact any warlock could possess. And if he's a warlock, why is he teaching at NJIT? I don't know. I don't. I I have no fucking idea. It is also contrived. I it, like I I I don't like these. These could not have been. I think Selena is based on someone from a comic, but I don't think that... I doubt that Nigel is, so anything that happens in this movie, it is just written to happen in this movie. Um, so, they using the Burundi wand, Nigel and Faye Dunaway successfully teleport chain Ethan... And chain Ethan to her bed. <laughs> to, her, to her bed. Um, and then Faye Dunaway very easily, not with any magic... Just, like, smooches Nigel and steals the Burundi wand. But, she steals the Burundi wand. Yeah. And then goes, like, you deserve me. And then she points the Burundi wand at him. And I don't know what she did here. She put him in drag and then made him dusty and old. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm assuming that the effect, if they had money, was supposed to be that he becomes old. Like, he becomes, like, an elderly... But why put him in drag? I don't know. I, I have no fucking he has no character. He he hadn't he hadn't made any like uh, like maybe and I'm just I I am like I'm pleading with the audience to try to see where I'm coming from. Yeah, with this it. is a real like, movie. We're not lying. Like I I'm maybe they could have just added like a line of dialogue previously in the movie where Well no, she like, says like be something you are. Like is he gay? Is that like I don't know. No. I'm I'm assuming that in some version of this script he was a much more pronounced like chauvinist okay. in the beginning. All right. Like probably so, like, he was vain. Yeah, like in the opening scene there was probably like a like a piece of dialogue that got cuz like oh Without me, you'll end up a, a dusty old crone. Yeah. And then she 
turn turns him into yeah. a dusty old crone, but mm-hmm. that nothing makes right. sense because yeah. it's all cut dialogue. Yes. Yes. So I don't know. But if I had to assume, it, it's 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 a callback to something that doesn't exist. Um, so. Uh, you know, Akira pieces together that Ethan has been snapped away. And she flies off. She flies off. You have no time to ponder those questions because downtown Midvale, a giant mountain with a fortress on top of it has appeared. Yeah, this little Illinois town is is in for a fucking shock. Um, Kara swoops in. She, she flies to the top of this mountain, this fortress. Um... She flies in through the beautifully appointed balcony and a great room of of uh, Faye Dunaway's fortress, Celine's yeah. fortress, Celine's fortress. Um, and and she uh, sees that Ethan is chained up to the fireplace, <laughs> and she gets zelded. She goes to approach him, <laughs> mm-hmm. but she's imprisoned in a cube, mm-hmm. um, which is the same effect that is used for the the Phantom Zone yes. prisoners in Superman Two, mm-hmm. um, and Faye Dunaway, presumably because she's accessing alien technology, is able to to access this and the Wanda Burindi. So she's like magic and science. Go away, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah, and then piss off. Supergirl <laughs> is 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 teleported away to the Phantom Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, which, as per the rules of the Phantom Zone, it is a desolate, like, hellish place, um, where she has no power. Like, everyone's yeah. ability Yeah, she tries to crush stripped. a rock, she hurts her hand. Yeah. She's weakened. She can't fly. Yeah. Um, and, and she- then she falls into a vast sludge, and I'm pretty sure that was someone's fetish on set. Yeah. Someone said, we're gonna see that. Yeah. I like that. They, they, Dirty her up. <laughs> they, they chose... How, how screen time is budgeted in this movie is fascinating, but... Mm-hmm. She crawls through the green sl- 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 I wanted to say sloop sludge um, and slooping as usual. I and, see. Um, we see a a strange. Uh, we know who it is. You Pol- know who it is. Yeah, it's it's Zoltar. Yeah, there was no doubt in my mind that this Peter O'Toole would show up again. He pulls her out of the sludge, and you know, so we assume that she is safe for the time being. Uh, back in Illinois. Um, uh, Lucy oh. and the rest of the Dorm O gals <laughs> have organized themselves into an anti Serena protest. Anti Queen Celine <laughs> and her mean bean machine. machine. Um, because just within this one town in Illinois, uh, Serena has like established a. Um, She's corrupted the police force, which let's be honest, they were already corrupt. <laughs> I, okay, but but. She's corrupted like five guys yeah. with with guns. That they don't use. And she's got a motorcade. She's driving an old jalopy. Her and Brenda Vaccaro and Ethan are in the jalopy. They're in the jalopy. And Nigel's chained to the back. (laughs) Ethan's her prince. Nigel's chained to the back. At one point, they arrest arrest Lucy and Jimmy Olsen Mm -hmm. and throw them into the back of like a... A paddy wagon. (laughs) A paddy wagon. But they don't close the door. No. They just put them there and then the scene cuts. Um... And but they're going to use them as bait. And I also like how they're beating these cops off with these paper signs. Like, yeah, I, I, and then, uh, yeah, but then Serena teleports them to her fortress, ugh. like, as in Nigel, who Supergirl wouldn't give a shit about, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Olsen, and then Lucy, she puts them in ball cages on the ceiling, and she's like, they'll be here as insurance. Yes. Meanwhile, For, yeah. back in the Shadow Zone... <laughs> <laughs> the Shadow Realm, yeah. <laughs> Zoltar offers a squirt. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know the lore for this. I'm assuming it's like the nutrients. Like, it's the only way. It's like, it's the only form of sustenance. The and it's amount like of sucky... times Peter O'Toole says, have some squirt. Yeah, it's a lot. 
It's a lot. This, it, it's a lot. And they're like, he's like, well, there's no way out. And I get she's supposed to be like hopeless. He's like yeah. seeing if she has any hope left because that's her optimism showing, whatever. Yeah. That's Supergirl. But he's like, there's no hope. There's no way out. There's no way out. But, oh, there is a way out. But I could. Yeah, do it. it's, it's. But like, I, and it goes uh, on for like 10 it, minutes. But that was an instant, like, there's no way out. And then Supergirl doesn't even say anything. He's like, well, there is one way out. And it's like, we got it. We're racing towards the finish. Yeah. We got it. We got to fucking end this movie in 20 minutes. <laughs> I mean, this podcast is longer than the movie right now. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Peter O'Toole is like, we got to, we got to, the only way to get out of this phantom zone is we got to cross through a rift that will test our, your inner demons. And I don't think any of this is, is true because the phantom zone is inescapable. Like Zod in the movie, Zod and his 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 cronies only get out because like a nuclear explosion dislodges the 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 Krypton thing yeah. that that was imprisoning them. Um, but if they pass through this big anus, then they'll get back into <laughs> Illinois. Um, and Peter O'Toole is is climbing like they have no budget. No, but they're at. He's acting, though, Dan. He is acting. He is not joking around with this. He is crawling as if he is in the Phantom Zone. And there's a... Suffering. There's a big twister. And, like, it, it, it you know... It, and also, it, like, we see they... The people back in Illinois, Celine sees this through the mirror. Yeah. And she's like, how do I kill the someone? The fireballs with- of Zanzibar, right? Yeah. And, 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 and Celine puts on, like, these glasses. <laughs> like, her reading glasses. Yeah, she, like, she calms down for a second, puts on these glasses, like... Hmm. Ah, uh, yes, chapter 6, verse 2, the <laughs> fireballs of Kanush is <laughs> yeah. going to, like, and then, so she shoots fireballs at them, they do not do anything, um, and then she's like, ah, the storm of shadows, and nothing happens, storm. nothing happens, nothing, the yeah. effect inside the Phantom Zone does yeah. not change. But they're getting closer and closer to, like, this escape, the, 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 the sewer system of Illinois is right in their reach. <laughs> the wind is getting heavier, yeah. and, uh, Peter O'Toole, you know, uh, like, go! Kara's like, but you can come with me, and he's I'll like, be with you. You, oh no! Well, in this case, it's you go, you I stay. stay. But <laughs> you go, and then, and then Peter stay. O'Toole flies up and hits the nuke above, <laughs> so, you know. But uh, but Peter O'Toole lets go and is sucked into the void. But Dan, you're not explaining this right because he is going down this spiral yeah, it, for a long time. It lingers on it for about 4 minutes of of Peter O'Toole Going, against no. a green screen like ooh, and you then, know. Zata! <laughs> but then she's okay and yeah. she she keeps climbing up, she successfully escapes and she reemerges through the magic mirror in, in Celine's uh, chamber. In Faye Dunaway's chamber. Yeah. Um she she quickly frees her friends and tells them to the door is over there run (laughs) to get down from the mountain fortress um but faye dunaway is pissed yeah uh so she she, and like the side light she's got that angelica houston side light for like the half of the movie and i'm like is she possessed is this a no dana only zool moment that's what i was feeling yeah but i guess that's just not true i guess no (laughs) it's still faye dunaway you're just a bitch Yeah, like, yeah, like, you have no friends, Celine. you're a bitch, and it, it, not, it, you know, not in so many words, but, um, and, and Celine Almost turns, crushed by a, a Bahamut statue that's there for no reason. Yeah, and then she turns the floor into lava, yeah. and Supergirl is, like, jumping over it, forgetting that she can fly, um, uh, but, but, uh, Supergirl is making her way through that mm-hmm. obstacle, 
and uh, Serene is pissed. And uh, Bianca, you think she's going to take her point out at this time, Brenda Vaccaro. Yeah. She's like, I'm going, I'm going. And this is the iconic line that I knew from, like, my podcast and stuff. They always yeah. mention this, and now I know where it's from, Dan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, yeah. you gave me culture today. Okay, good, good. Because it's always like, I'm going, I'm going. No, that's what I meant. I'm staying, I'm staying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, uh, Bianca, Brenda, I don't, I don't know. Brenda almost dips, but then... Uh, Faye Dunaway uses a magic effect that isn't shown and mm-hmm. like keeps her there. Um, and, and but but Faye Dunaway is pissed. And she and, summons a Final Fantasy summon. Yeah, because she's finally given into evil. And just like Nigel said with his cigarette case, she has summoned a stop motion uh, dragon puppet mm-hmm. uh, because her darkness has reached its its like zenith. Um, so uh, the 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 dragon grabs Supergirl, and JPEG stretches her. She's getting stretched! She's getting stretched. Not, like, in, like, a distortion, but, no, like... No, like, a visual effect stretched. Like, like you highlighted yeah. Supergirl in paint and, you stretched and then the stretched. Image. <laughs> and she's like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> and, she, and then Ethan, he's crawling, and Dan was like, he's gonna shoot her. <laughs> he's gonna shoot Faye Tunaway. <laughs> but, but no, he just, he... He knocks the the orb statue over, which is not how yeah, it works. Yeah. It doesn't do it just, anything. No, he hits the off switch and it just turns off. <laughs> Faye Dunaway is momentarily distracted, uh, and and Supergirl fights through her pain because Zoltar's voice is Says, like, "You can do it. You can do it." <laughs> and she breaks free, and then um, it looks like she's gonna like fly into Faye Dunaway <laughs> and like, like <laughs> but but instead she just flies and destroys the uh she she creates a vortex little so it's like superman rewinding the world sort of reference yeah, yeah. Uh, so she she sweeps Faye dunaway into this twister oh, please she, let me say it dad yeah so as the twister's going brenda vaccaro's in the corner just standing against the wall and she goes no 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 <laughs> <laughs> fun to have on set that yeah. w- that's my dream role brenda vaccaro as bianca in supergirl and and the the twister having absorbed faye dunaway and brenda who are both bianca. screaming oh well, no, they're, uh, they're real names oh my god uh, it also absorbs the big demon and they are all compressed and, and destroyed <laughs> so, uh faye dunaway has been defeated um and and supergirl uh, oh god, Ethan is freed from his brainwashing. Yeah. He's like, I don't even, I don't even, like, he well, says no, something. She, no, well, it, it's like very quickly addressed at the end of the movie, surprisingly, right? Yeah. It's almost like they don't want this to be in the canon. She goes, forget me. <laughs> don't act yeah. like I was never here. Yeah, no, to Jimmy, because Jimmy Olsen could mention yeah. her to, like, don't, don't say that I was here. Um, so then... She's like, I gotta go return this orb to my people. She has, like, okay. her end thing with Ethan, and he's like... Like, I love you, yeah, but... I'll, like, I'll tell Linda, Sarah Lee, that you said <laughs> goodbye. Um, and then, again, to save on effects budget, Lucy and Jimmy Olsen kiss, the mountain fortress disappears. disappears. It, that was some it, kiss. It, like, retracts back into Illinois, and no one sees it anymore. Um, and then Ethan is like looking and he's looking at Supergirl flying away. Goodbye. And he's like 
by Linda, wink, like, so he knows, um, and Supergirl, uh, Omega Hedron in hand, back into the lake, goes into the lake, and presumably gets back into the binary pod to successfully return the orb to her city. We do not see that, but she goes- Well, the lights back. come on, Yeah, like, oh, okay, power's back. And the, the the movie is over, and we are left changed. <laughs> you could have told me. You could have said it was this film, and I would not have believed you. This is the one that did it to me. Yeah, yeah. This was this was a perfect. This storm is a two of and like... a half hour episode. <laughs> yeah, is this? Is this? This is not our. No, this is not it's our up longest. There. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. It's longer than Suspiria, which was a three-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did not anticipate this. This was, like, the crap pick in, in, in my setup. Like, there was one in this setup, and it'll probably be saved for next time, that I was like, this is gonna be funny as hell. There's gonna be tons of jokes we can make. Well, now there's it. no beating this, so I mean. And, you no, know, and, <laughs> but I did not remember what this movie, like, I had only watched, like, maybe 30 minutes of it as a mm-hmm. kid. So I had no fucking idea what we were in store for beyond that point. And holy shit, there is nothing else like it. I wholeheartedly agree. There's nothing but my highest recommendation for this film. Yeah. There's no there's no tangential recommendation. You have to watch this movie. Yeah, I mean, we did explain it beat by beat, yeah. but even the explanation, I feel, would do no justice no. to it. You have to see it yeah. to believe it. Yeah. It's a sensory experience, and I... Uh, yeah, I I don't. I'm just astounded. If we I, ever have like a sinister sixties award, I think yeah. this has taken the cake so far. You did it again, Dan Ryan. I tried. I well, no, I didn't try. That <laughs> you was did, you I, won quite by the doing nothing. Quite the opposite. So, <laughs> like, like there was, uh, you know, uh, again, there's there's not a lot to it. It's a stupid spin-off movie that had you know the budget was pretty much slashed when they couldn't get christopher reeve to show up Mm -hmm. so you know you're not thinking that you're going to see something remarkable going into this but holy shit do you yeah uh you know again again i would think that if you were like a kid in the 80s or like even a regular moviegoer in the 80s you would not appreciate this movie but through the lens of time and nostalgia and and Faye Dunaway and everything else, we can appreciate this movie. Like we can we can love it for what it is. Yes. Um And there's a lot to love, I think. You really are a supergirl, Dan. <laughs> I yeah, I tried. I I yeah. Well I, I <laughs> Where does our audience should... <laughs> Yeah. I mean I, I just, how do we end a perfection? I don't, I don't understand. Where can our audience find us on social media, Dan? Um, you can follow me at King underscore Danis on Instagram, as well as our adjacent anime was not a mistake podcast account and our Facebook page of the same name. You can find me in the Phantom Zone. That's where I'm going to live forever and ever. Oh, yeah, metaphorically. Jonathan all... Kwiatkowski, uh, Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, and uh, whatever you can find me on, Drinking Me JK on <laughs> Twitter and TikTok. I had two other podcasts. I mean, we watched movies, but I think this is the only film in existence that's Nightcaps at the Theater. And I, I mean, I'm currently reading Dune too, and my this... other podcast, Drink and Read. Check that out. But honestly, I, I, I what the... comes next, Dan? I don't. The paradigm has shifted irreversibly. Like, this is gonna keep me. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna message you four o'clock in the morning, and I'm gonna be. 
This is the zeitgeist. I'm shook. This, this is this is this is uh we're in we're in a new frontier now. Yeah. <laughs> and I suppose I, you want to know what's next, huh? We should tell them. Yeah, we got big things coming. So, contrary to popular belief, this is an anime podcast. <laughs> it's felt like it's been ten years, but <laughs> and. Luckily for you, viewers, if you made it this far, we will be returning to anime next week. Yes. And we're returning to a series that's near and dear to mine and many weeps hard out there. Mm-hmm. Um, a classic, more recent, mm-hmm. and in a kind of curveball pitch from what you wouldn't expect from me. Yeah. With all the Maduka Magukas and the, the magical girls we've had. Yeah. Um, we will be watching, and it's a long watch, but I planned it well. I've mm-hmm. curated it. I've done my research. We will be beginning Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. <laughs> yeah. And we got more in store for you after that. Yes, We're going we got in a lot for of some, big guns. Like some newer anime that we think will get get the people talking. Yeah. That'll get Dorm O protesting and everything else. <laughs> Not as much as this movie, Dan. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you then. <laughs> Let me get my orb. What? You survived anime was not a mistake spin-off series? The Sinister Six? Well, there's always next time. (laughs) As you wait with bated breath, remember to rate, review, subscribe, where most podcasts are easily found, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and more. Remember, boils and ghouls, if you enjoyed the hosting by me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, stand-in Cryptkeeper, and the Igor of my eye, Daniel Ryan, support us on social media. And last, but certainly not least, remember to reach out to us on Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod on Instagram, or follow Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast on Facebook. This way, we can continue to make our anime-based dreams come true, and your nightmares a reality. Until we meet again, remember to constantly ask yourself, is anime a mistake? We know for certain that any film with the Sinister Six misnomer is destined for depravity.